Damn, dude. <laughs> Hello? You forget how to your password? Uh, yeah. Well, I accidentally clicked on the wrong account. And then I went and then I logged off. And when I tried to get back in, the real account was gone. So all I can use is this account. Oh. And I, I was, tried. I was sending friend requests to a different Bill Bomber. <laughs> God damn it. <clears throat> well, maybe he'll make a new friend. I don't want new friends. It sucks. Why can't I? I can't get in my old account now. God damn it. I don't want new friends. <laughs> <laughs> now well, this all... has been an episode of Geek Brunch. Uh... <laughs> now I'm all frustrated and upset. <laughs> Me too. I'm pissed off. I don't even want to record anymore. I don't either. This sucks. Fuck this. Bullshit. <laughs> God damn it. We're starting a half hour late. Sucks. I had everything planned. Everything's lined up around me. I'm all set. Got my coffee. My yeah. water. That's Skype wine. basically saying, Chilling fuck in you. The you, fridge. For, you forgot your password. How the fuck do you... How, do, how the fuck do you log into a different account? What I don't understand. How many accounts do you have? Apparently I have two. <laughs> does I don't it know. Doesn't it prompt? Does it prompt you which one you want to use? Or yeah, usually it. Yeah, it brings up a. Usually it brings up a, a dialog box that has both accounts, and I click on the one I use, and the other one I never use. Yeah. But I accidentally. I did the thing where I click. I clicked to like move a window, but at the same time the other window, the login window popped up, so I ended up clicking on something I didn't intend on clicking on. And then I went back, so I logged off. And then now it doesn't even list my usual account. It's like, oh, fuck you. You're going to have to use a new account now. <laughs> but do you know what it is? You can log in with it. If you know what's your account, like it, like mine is Comic M, so I know. Do you know what it is? is yeah, it I know DPM? what it is. I just have to, I'll have to reset the password or something. <laughs> you don't know the password. <laughs> well, oh, God. I tried I to reset the password. But apparently, it's connected to my Yahoo email account, oh. which, I ne which, I ne which I never use. <laughs> and I can't—I couldn't figure out how to log into that either. It's on your Prodigy uh, forums <laughs> from way back when. It's on my my—it's connected to my MySpace account. <laughs> See, you missed two weeks, man, and it, all hell breaks loose. I know, I'm out of two weeks. Oh, of recording? Yeah. When did we record last? In January, No, it's right? even... I don't know. Maybe it's three weeks, because... Maybe it's four weeks. I don't remember. It was before C2E2. I just I know, know I have a bunch of... Uh, uh, Geek Brunch retros, but no Geek Brunch. <laughs> I have three three in a row, I think. On the plus side, you were able to record some retros. Yeah, on the plus side. Because on that podcast, you have many people, so if someone cannot log in, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I just say, fuck <laughs> you all. I got to get more hosts on this one. More reliable hosts that, that know how to use Skype and remember their Yahoo passwords and their MySpace they can log into. I'll have to set out resumes. Do you know your MySpace account password? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yes. Are you up to date on my your MySpace certifications? Yeah. Oh. Damn technology. I've had it. I'm out. Yeah, there's other Bill Bomers out there. You need to tell me like more specifics. Apparently. I did. I told you mine has a capital I. Did you? <laughs> capital I. Yeah. It's capital B, capital I, lowercase L, lowercase L. By Bomer? What? <laughs> <laughs> and I just apparently typed it in wrong. I don't use that account, this account. Oh, there's a capital I. I didn't see that. Yeah, capital I. Oh, damn. Go with the capital I. Yeah, no don't do go with the lowercase. Find... I don't know who that is. Now I'm going to get a friend request. From some other Bill Bomer. And then your life will be very confusing. Yeah. You won't know. Well, you'll know which Bill it is, because if he's late, then you know it's me. <laughs> he's I'll on have time, to give him then... a test. To, do you know your Yahoo password? <laughs> <laughs> what about your MySpace password? When was the last time yes, you logged into MySpace? I know it's not <laughs> Bill. If he says, what's MySpace? Then it's not me. Who are the two guys that you played grab ass with? That's what I'll say at the oh, end. Oh, that's a good one. On the caboose. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the password right there. The choo- there's yeah, there's no way. <clears throat> Nobody could to do that unless it's Reed or somebody that listens to the podcast. Reed is our only listener. That's true, and, and why would, he wouldn't uh, he wouldn't pretend he wouldn't pretend to be me. He's a trusted source. To get on the show. Yeah, he's a trusted Because he could come on the show anytime he wants. So. <laughs> you wouldn't have to sink so low. <laughs> yeah, so we have only one listener and a trusted source. It can't be confusing. <laughs> so they, well, have to hope... pa- they have to pass the test. They have to a- a- ask, know who you play grab ass with in the caboose and then they have to know and they have to know which convention that was what your yahoo password is so you can log in again so i can write it down in case you you need to log in again true i should send it to you that's very secure yeah. high security then they wanted me to i'm your i'm your i'm your two-person authentication let me look it up for you <laughs> <laughs> they wanted me to enter some digits of my phone number <laughs> They knew some of the digits, but I don't. I've never seen that phone number before. <laughs> huh? Like I, I don't know what phone number Maybe that is. You got your account hacked. Possibly. I never use it. So, if anyone has gotten emails from my Yahoo account, just disregard them. Any solicitations? I have gotten emails saying, "Click on this thing from you." Yeah, check out this great new check comic out this I found. Big ass dildo that I found. <laughs> <laughs> Click this here. Give, this will give you lots of pleasure. Click yeah. here. Here's my dick pic. That's what I and I, I just don't <laughs> click on it. It's a subject I don't I don't want to see that. Subject. New dick pic. <clears throat> I don't want to see that. No one wants to see that. Well, we got a lot of shit to talk about. We sure do. And I don't know if you even want to go down the previews route. 
No, I, I haven't got. I haven't. Uh, I don't have previews yet. <clears throat> you didn't get your curly. collector's item previews. Nope. The one that has the bad idea exclusive comic book in it. That's going Why? for about twenty dollars online. No. Oh. Why is uh, why is bad idea advertising and previews? No, it's not advertising. It's a comic. They put a co- their first comic in from round two in previews. But I, I understand that. But I mean, essentially, it's a. Uh... Well, why would they do that if they don't go through Diamond to with because their books? Because it's a bad idea. It's a big <laughs> fuck you to the whole industry. I'm a, I'm surprised Diamond agreed to it. Well, I mean, they probably paid them. They paid them yeah. for eight fucking pages. They're like, shit, man, we don't have Marvel and DC. And these guys so want to pay us. They, they're not even in the front half of previews. They're like past the apparel. Like, I couldn't find it. I oh, got previews. Back, yeah. I got previews early, early. Like, I should have sold my copy, like, right away. Right away for 100 bones. I should have said, you know, 40 bucks. Everybody could have got it, like, because I got it before it was released. So, man, you did, but, but you didn't think there was a comic in it. So, well, I, I had to go back and forth and I was going back and forth with, you're like, uh, I can't be in the apparel section. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to the guy from bleeding cool, rich. What is his name? He's the one that was talking to me directly. And he told me, go to this rich page Johnson or something. Yeah. And I, I went to the page and, there it and was. sure enough, there it was. So I read it and I said, Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, that's cool, but th- then I would have to do something with that previews. That's a pain in the ass. Yeah, you could send it to CGC. <laughs> that would that'd be awesome to have a, a, a big giant plastic container for it. <laughs> so basically, a bad idea must have just taken out eight pages of advertising space and used it to put their comic in. Yeah. And me and Rob were going back, back. Well, it wasn't even in the comic. It wasn't even in comics though. Like I said, like you had to, uh, it was past um, ma- It was past manga. And you know how you hit the apparel, like the t-shirts yeah. and stuff. It was past that. And then they have this comic and it doesn't even say bad idea. It's just some black and white comic and you start reading. It's well, I'm guessing cause that's, that's probably the cheapest advertising sp- space in the book. Like the stuff at the front probably goes for a higher premium than the stuff down hmm. in the depths, right? Yeah. Like they probably charge differently for p- where you are in the. Uh, See, I, I was catalog. happy. I was happy because I read the solicit incorrectly. I thought. I did. I did what you're not supposed to do. I didn't click in the clickbait. I just read the headline and I said, "Oh shit, they're gonna solicit in previews. That's awesome. Now I can get my oh, bad ideas. Saw bad previews. idea in previews." And then, so I was originally looking at previews and I was going, "Okay, it's not in the mm-hmm. front half of previews." But although I saw Frank Miller's and I'm like, "Oh, this is badass." And then I, they moved a lot of stuff around. They moved a lot of like titans in the front half of previews and a blaze oh, is. is in the front yeah they're premier publishers now 
So they moved some shit around, and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So maybe they're in the back half of previews. And then I went by the bees. There was nothing. And then I'm like, this article's bullshit. And then Rich Johnson said, it's not bullshit. <laughs> it's on page so-and-so. And I went and looked at the page, and I said, sure enough, it's there. So. Crazy. Yeah. Another bad idea. I, I thought they were going to come back with some good ideas, and they just, they're fucking. I, me and Rob talked. He's out. Like, he's not dealing with it anymore. Well, and and I would their... be out. I would be out, except the third third eye where I got it from, they, they just said, do you just want to keep renewing it? And I said, yes, it was that easy. I didn't do nothing. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that it's strange that they said, okay, we're done. You know, bad ideas over with. But Part then, one was done. Yeah, I guess. be on the lookout for what's next for us. And then they came back with what's next, and it's the exact same thing as part one. But they made they made all the stores reapply, and yeah, and the, like a lot of stores, stores like challengers said, "Fuck you," like this is horrible. Yeah. It, it was a terrible experience for them. And then and then our buddy Eric, he said, "Screw them too." Terrible in terms of sales or in terms of in terms of both. They were, it wasn't worth the pain. Yeah. It wasn't profitable to them because was... they had they had they they're not like an online. I, in terms of Eric, he probably didn't get financially. It wasn't a financially good return right. on investment because he does all the math. And then in terms of, I, I hope in, all stars are doing the math. <laughs> well, in terms of challengers, they were probably they they don't really like speculators, so they. They don't. I mean, they, they'll they'll say we don't even want to send a single comic book to some person that wants to subscribe. You know, like they don't. They're not. That's not their clientele. They want. Right. They don't even want right. that. Right. That's not their model. Yeah. Yeah. They they hate speculators. They say on the podcast all the time. Like they don't even want them. Like they just want readers. That's what they want. Yeah. Well, because speculators that come in the store. If speculators get all the stuff that's hot, then your regular customers are all pissed off because they can never it. find yeah. anything. And and then yeah, and so their regular customers aren't happy, and the speculators are just going to flip it. So they're just making money for someone else. It's like, why should they put in all this extra effort to so that a few people can make more money? Yeah. Yeah. So so uh I want to hear about this uh or this this these comics you bought. What comics did I buy? From C2E2. Oh, yes my I can you want me to tell you my tales of the C2E2. Yes. That's what I've been waiting for cuz goddamn it you won't even throw me a bone. Like you you won't even say Oh yeah, I wouldn't tell oh, you I got guy. this. True, I was very, I was a little bitch about the whole thing. You were that—that's a perfect term. <laughs> With the capital I. <laughs> yes. I'm a B, Bill the bitch B, with the capital I. I. <laughs> it wasn't lowercase for sure. <laughs> yes, I did, listeners. I refused to tell Mike what comics I got. Because I wanted to save his reaction for the show. 
This is what I, I fall down on the sword for the listeners. Which is uh, Reed plus Reed, myself. I, I get to listen to you. <laughs> and some occasionally the hosts of the Geek Ranch Retro podcast. Yeah, occasionally. And occasionally the hosts of the New Legion podcast. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome one and all to Geek Brunch Podcast. Coming at you since 1994. No, wait, when did this start? 2010. Six. 2006. I think you came in 2008. I think. Could be. Could it wasn't be. too long. It wasn't too long before Heath yeah, that left. That seems about right. Yeah, that seems about right. Yeah, because Heath was just a couple of years, right? Yeah. And I, I always try to remember by the by the age of my kids. And I know my kids, 2008, they would have been around five and under. So, yeah, they were really little when we started. Mm-hmm. I remember them knocking on the door, begging for crackers. <laughs> <laughs> now they're grown-ass men. Yeah, now they're... Now they have uh, their own families, and they've men. moved out of the house. and <laughs> Practically, my eldest is... A few months away from eight, 18. Damn. How am I going to live with an 18-year-old man? There you go. <laughs> You're a grown-ass uh, grandpa pretty soon. <laughs> I don't think I'm, that, don't think I'm there yet. Oh, I feel, Sometimes I feel like it, though. Yeah, you can. Sometimes when I get off the couch. How do I use this Skype again? <laughs> You're coming with your, you're coming with your cane and I can't know my password. Does anyone know my password? I didn't write it down. Sonny boy. <laughs> How do I log into this Skype machine? Uh, I bet you're not wearing your contacts today. I am wearing my contacts. Oh, wow. I'm impressed. I always wear my contacts when we record. Not all the time. Because you almost sit on your glasses a couple of times. <laughs> so, the, so the other day, I was wearing my glasses. I took them off and put them on my lap. And then I decided to, I was looking for a trade. So I was piling heavy books on my lap right on top of the glasses. <laughs> oh, no. And I bent, one, I bent one of the arms with comics. So it's <laughs> both sad and, well, I guess it's just sad. <laughs> I just can't believe you put your contacts in on a Sunday. Like you're not gonna yeah. run into like the Nerdy Legion to say, oh, "Look at me." You never know who might you're, stop look by. Look at me. They're not and poking in. They're not. They're like not. A, I don't want to look like a big nerd with glasses on. <laughs> nerd with glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> they might. They might be peeking in on the window. That's right. Yeah. What, they, what, how do you know? Glasses. Martin's like, technically savvy. He's probably wired your house already. <laughs> That's true. I should, I'll wave at him right now through my yeah. my camera. I'm sure he's watching. You got that sex tape online <laughs> next to Pamela Anderson's. There's Pam and then there's Bill Bomer. Bill Bomer. <laughs> I hear a lot of people download that and watch it, but they just zoom into the background to see what kind of trades I have on my uh, show. Yeah, like, I don't want to see this foreground. <laughs> They got the blurry copy where you're just like a naked and afraid blurry. Yeah, they reverse the blur. Like usually you have the background <laughs> blurred, 
But they, they reversed it, so they I'm blurred. They reversed it, so you're blurred. <laughs> I can see the background. Look at all those comic books. Look at all those comic books. I'm looking at them right now. Oh, it's such a beautiful thing. We ought to do a Naked and Afraid uh, episode. <sighs> I don't even know. I've never seen Naked and Afraid. I don't even know what it is. other than my, I imagine they take people who are naked and put them in the middle of the forest and they have to... Yes, find that's their exactly. way out. That's it. They give them one thing, and they're Is that it? you're well. Usually, you're paired up with one other person, and a ca- and you have oh, to sur- a, do they have, have a to survive for they, twenty. They well, the, the cameramen are there, but they they have to they can't associate unless they need Medical unless there's system. something medically wrong where they almost have to get them out of the show. Because if you're like if you need antibiotics or something, yeah, if you fall like, and break your leg or something. Well, or or if you just need antibiotics because you have some infection, they can't give it to you, or you're off the show. And that's yeah. happened because they get bit, they cut their feet. You know what I mean? Yeah. But okay. we should do like a a naked and afraid comics edition. Ooh, what's that? We could dro- get dropped naked in the middle of a convention. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we have to. We get the well. That would be too bad because we you just run over to like one of those <laughs> well, cosplay you, areas. Yeah, we'd be with the naked Tarzan <laughs> that guy. And you didn't. See, you never saw that guy, right? I saw. The, no, because he was in Baltimore. Because I remember Rock I remember, was always there. Yeah, I I remember seeing similar. I don't know if I that saw guy, that. That guy was pretty guy. naked. Like he didn't have any shoes. He was barefoot. Wow. And he had like a lion cloth, but there was like nothing that there's nothing like that strapped from back to front. So the lion cloth just went over his groin and his butt crack. Yeah, so it was open on the sides. So like if you accidentally were uh, were combing like a a long box on the floor, just so happened to be there, and he came right by you, you'd see his his junk. Butt crack. Yeah, you see all his goods. But the advantage of that is you could go you, through you the long boxes. Just, like people just look like, oh, at shit. you like, "Shit, I get out of the way!" So we'd have like first pickings in the long dollar boxes. That's true. We'd walk over and they'd be like, "Why are there who are two you naked cos- dudes coming who over? Who are you fuckers cosplaying as? We're naked and afraid." <laughs> yeah, and they say you can't walk around naked. We're like, we're on naked and afraid. Yeah. Like, oh. If if we could just blur our like uh, crotch areas, we'd be perfect. Like just. <laughs> Just walk around with his like blur. We'll just put some uh, sur- like saran wrap. Over our, junk. <laughs> <laughs> or tie tie some wax paper around, yeah, around there. It's right blurred enough. It, yeah. Uh, Pass yeah, the just blur like, test. Yeah, saran wrap. Wrap it up good. <laughs> yeah. What about their butts? You see their whole butts? Uh, you could see all the way up until the butthole, like, oh, so we gotta... <laughs> they, they blur the butthole, like, but it's like a, I don't know, two inch by two inch around the butthole. Uh, so we had to get some, I guess we, we just have to tape on some saran wrap to our buttholes. Yeah. <laughs> just, you just gotta be careful to remember well, to remove well, if, it. If, if we, if we do that, where the hell are you going to put your, your little snacks? Like how, how the, oh, <laughs> That's a good point. Well, it's naked and afraid. You know, you got to survive. You got to survive. That's right. So I got to figure it out. 
<laughs> you pull it out of your crack. <laughs> You're like, I got my money here. I can pay for it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about money. This is going to be tough. This is going to be quite a show. I'm glad that uh, TBS picked it up. What's that show on? I don't even know. <laughs> um, I think it's on Discovery, but like it's on Animal Planet and all the other like affiliates. And they're like way up there. And they have like Naked and Afraid XL, which is like 12 people, and they drop in groups of three. And now they're in the cold, like called Frozen, and that's insane. Yeah, that'd be rough. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. Any of it would be rough. <laughs> well, this one guy, like, he got like some kind of weird urinary tract infection. Well, they're not eating. Like, if you don't catch anything, you don't eat. So they eat like all kinds of shit. Like if they could, these one guys were starving. They just went to an ant pile and grabbed ants and roasted them and ate them. But they were like, yeah, they eat some shit. I mean, the carcasses. I mean, they're like, God, I hope this doesn't have rabies because I ate the spine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they what, they get they get the, starving. Uh... What's the reward? Do they win money at the end, or are they just doing no? They don't win. They, they don't. They don't win shit. I mean, they they get like a, a st- get, what is it like a stipend? Stipend. Yeah. yeah, five grand. That's it. You have to last twenty one days, and in the extreme, it's for like forty days. That's that's crazy. But I started watching that when we were camp. We were in a cabin because we got like six stations, and one was animal planet <laughs> ah. and we had no reception so so that was it that was and uh, you're out in the, you're out no in the but i i anyway, became so. i became addicted to it like i was watching it like pretty re- regular now i think i've watched enough though like yeah at some point you're gonna be at like at some point you're like okay seen it all, yeah I've seen like the the deep forest of the Amazon, and now I've seen like the freezing parts of Montana, and uh, like I I don't know what else they can throw at me that will be like, oh that's yeah, kind of unique. Really and you know that some of it's got to be like staged because the, the cameras are right there, like they see these snakes like crawling and. They could warn them and say, "Okay, you got a fucking rattlesnake right there. <laughs> you better get out of there." Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I don't think they want their contestants to die. Yeah, in some certain situations, I'm sure they do. Like warn them, like, "Hey, watch out for you're well, about like, to walk into a a snake pit or something." Well, you know, like the frozen one. Like you would actually see the medics come in and do vitals because. If their heart rate became oh, like, so they don't get hypothermia. Yeah, because if their heart rate went above a certain and it was was on target, like it wasn't coming down, yeah. like they'll take you out of the show. They have to take off people because yes, they were able to do the extremeness, but their heart rate was like through the roof. Like they could have died. So, yeah, their body so was. The, the the producer came and said, "I'm sorry, but I need to take you out." Yeah, because if someone dies, then. That's probably the end of the show, so... <laughs> yeah. Oh, so they don't want that on their hands or conscious, conscience. So, uh, tell me C2E2. So, yeah, C2E2. So, uh, I was naked and... And uh, afraid. 
And I was very afraid. <laughs> and everyone else was afraid, too, because I wasn't naked. Now, let's see. What can I say about C2E2? Did you get a tattoo? <clears throat> I did not get a tattoo. There was a tattoo area. I think it was smaller than you in sure? past years. I remember one year it was giant, and there's a million people getting tattooed. What what would you get if you could get a tattoo? I think about this often, and I've never figured out anything. I think I you'd get King Snake or whatever that guy is. <laughs> I would. I'd be cool because he's a good design, but <laughs> I don't think I would. I don't know. What about you? What would you get? An old Mac. You would get a portrait of Kirby. I'd get an old Mac. If if I could get a if I either just the head with the mohawk, or I would get I'd go full blown like where he's like walking with those skis in the middle of the 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 ocean that's there's no water, because mm-hmm. that that is like the what got me into OMAC and I saw that I was like oh my god yeah, that was it <laughs> why is he on these skis and there's no water <laughs> I think a a girl in a box tattoo would be kind of cool. Oh shit! Yeah, build a friend. Yeah. <laughs> well, that would be awesome. Like if I could do the OMAC on one shoulder and then the the build a friend on the other. Yeah, the other. Yeah. Or the build a friend could come out of my crack, my butt crack, like my tramp stamp. Oh, that right would above be your. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, your lower back. Yeah, I'd say my butt crack, but my, but my wife says I got no butt no more. It's just a back with the crack. Yeah, we're getting too old for putting stuff on our butts. The suspenders are going to have to come out soon. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to tighten that click bell a little more. Yeah, that's what I do, but... You don't ever want to do that and then get on a plane when you can't loosen it. Like, you're like, ah! <laughs> I clicked it too tight. I clicked it too much. I can't <laughs> unclick. I can feel myself getting purple underneath there. <laughs> I just got back from California. Yeah, I saw that you were on a trip. It I didn't know you were. It was fucking exhausting. Like, it was just a quick... Quick business uh, it was trip. a quick business trip to take care of some shit and then fly back. But man, that flight back was just de- not delayed, but like on the tarmac, it was delayed. And it was just, uh, oh my God, we're never going to get out of here. Oh, you're sitting there on the. That's yeah. And it that's was like hot. It was like fucking hot. And they oh, don't even have the fan the going. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh my God, this is terrible. And then I had gas, so it's like I can't just like <laughs> I can't just like fart. And my click no belt's tight and too tight, and the belt's too tight. And it's like, what am I gonna do? Like, I didn't eat anything that day. How could I have gas? It's like I had pancakes. Could pancakes give you gas? <laughs> I've never had that happen before. Oh, that's weird. You must have drank something. I felt bloated. Like, well, I did. I had, I don't know, three glasses of orange juice and a soda. So maybe there that you was go. a bad, yeah. orange, a bad ju- orange juice and soda on an empty stomach combination. Yeah, that's it. It tainted your stomach. Yeah, it wasn't a. It's it's not. I was I was sitting there and I was like, well, I, on the way there it wasn't so bad. I watched a bunch of uh, 
a league of their own. I don't know if you heard that they made a TV show out oh, of Oh, the TV show, yeah. Yeah. So I yeah. like watched a ton of it and then on the way back I started to and on the last leg it's such a it, it's from Denver to Colorado. Like I was like this is a small trip. I'm not going to rent anything. I'll just I'll just listen to the Nerdy Legion podcast and I'm there with this gassy belly listening to Martin and <laughs> And Nick, and I'm like, all I can think of as they were talking is, God, I just want to fart so bad. Like, I just want to fart. It was just building and building. <laughs> just building. building. Uh, you look at the person next to you, and you're like, hmm, how upset will they be? Or like, can I squeeze one out without sharding? Like, <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to chance it because I could like, Yeah, what if I let it out really slowly? <laughs> Very slowly. Yeah, will he feel the vibration in the seat next to me? <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, but I made it through. So he survived. Are we ever gonna get to what you bought at C two E two? Like I thought. Are you okay? You, it sounds like you have this like phlegm build up in the back of your throat. Drink something. All right, drink some water. Got a booger back there or something. It's because I'm smoke. I smoke too much. Oh, you you picked that up while since we last recorded. Yeah, I picked it up at C2E2. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you you start? You go to where the hashers was, are. Yeah, where I was, Martin, I, I was <laughs> Martin, Martin hangs out. See, all right, I was out there and some dude said, "Hey, you wanna?" What did we call that thing? The hashers. And hashers the... and the burnouts. Burnouts. <laughs> You went out to be cool. Yeah, I went out with the, ha- with the hashes and burnouts. Well, I was looking for Martin, <laughs> and while I was out there, some dude said, "Hey, you want to puff on my on my uh, doobie or not my doobie?" <laughs> and I said, "No, I don't want." I said, "No, I'm driving." And he said, "Oh, how about a, you just want a cigarette?" And I said, "Yeah, give me that." I said, "I'll take a fag off you." <laughs> <laughs> so I smoked it up. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you did. It's great. So refreshing. So it's so relaxing. So now you have a phlegm problem. So now, yeah, I got, now I got too much phlegm because and of the black lung. I teach you eat you got a black lung. <laughs> cigarette. <laughs> so uh, when you weren't hanging out with the hashes and the burnouts, what were you doing? So well, first I'll just talk about the C two E two experience. Uh, it was pretty good actually in terms of. Uh, how many vendors were there and how many dealers were there. Uh, there were several of the big, of, not the big comic book. Actually, I always skipped the Marvel and DC stuff, so I don't I can't remember which one of them. I think maybe DC was there. Maybe not Marvel, something like that. But some of the smaller ones, I mean, they had the usual, so Xenoscope, Aftershock. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't remember if Vault was there. Yeah. Uh, Tim Seeley's, what's his company? I can't remember. I'm blanking on the name of it. Devils do? Yeah, Devils. They're always there because they're from Chicago. <clears throat> but he doesn't really do much with Devils do. Like, you'd think that he'd publish all those Vault stories, but he does it at Vault or he does stuff at Image. He doesn't yeah, really do a lot. Yeah, he does do, do a lot, lot of stuff. Yeah, he does a lot of stuff at other. I mean, once in a blue moon, like, every third previews, we see a Devils do offering. Well, they have the uh, Trailer Park Boys license now, so they have another license too. I can't remember what the other one they have is. 
but anyway, so the, oh, there's a lot of those up front and then behind them or in the where you first walk in and then the, the dealers. In terms of the comic dealers, there's actually a pretty decent number of them. Um, I don't know if it nece- there's necessarily as many as pre-COVID, but it was pretty close. Um, not tons of deals, but a decent amount of, of deals that I, I managed to find. And there were a lot of older comic dealers. I think like the usual suspects that you see at cons. Yeah. <clears throat> But there, are, there was a lot of older dealers there as well. So if you're looking for the older books, they certainly there certainly is a, a large selection of those. And then Artist Alley at C2E2 was as strong as pre-COVID. They had, I think, I think they have they label their uh, rows from A to Z and. So it's at least from A to Z, and then I don't know how many across, but it's big. It's a very big artist alley, so that's one of the strong points, I think, of, of the show. They did get rid of the uh, red carpets, which is sad. The red carpets? Yeah. In, in past years, I think the year you went to it as well, they had like red carpet on the ground. They don't do carpets anymore, so it's just the concrete. I guess that's not something I remember. You remember? Yeah. They had a sign explaining why they got rid of the red carpets. What was the... Why? I don't remember. Hey, where's my phone? <laughs> Son of... Oh, here it is. I took a picture of the sign. Let me see if I can find it. Camera? No, photos. In terms of... Uh... Big name creators, there wasn't a huge number. I can't remember who the biggest. There weren't a lot of like really, really big names, but there was a lot of uh, next level people. Yeah. <laughs> I think Charles Soule might have been there. He's a pretty big name. Yeah. There's a lot of. So more. I guess they're more uh, recent kind of mid tier and yeah sort of breakout popular people stars. Yeah. I'm scrolling through my photos. I should post these C2E2 photos. Yeah, if you can remember your password to get in your phone. C2E2. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Red carpet. So it says. In 2021, we removed our famous show floor red carpet, leading to at least 40% of you begging for its return. We get it. We loved it, too. But we are reducing waste and taking care of the environment more. Okay, so that's so I guess they probably tossed the carpet at the end of the show because it's probably... So they threw it in the landfill and disgusting. then they caused more waste. That's right. So they've... <laughs> yeah, we're, we're reducing waste. We we threw it in the landfill, then it's gonna deteriorate in about I don't know a thousand years. A couple thousand, yeah. <laughs> Saving the environment, way to go. <laughs> well, they're probably. I'm guessing they. Yeah, why don't you, we should? Why don't you just reuse it? I mean, it's just people are just gonna walk out anyway. Here's there's stains on it from the banana lady. Yeah. <laughs> <Nick Whitmore. laughs> 
never weird. even. Uh, I went to that tears. con and I don't remember no carpet. You have to look at your photos from that year, and you'll you'll see the. Look at your photos of the banana lady. Yeah. And you'll notice. The red floor offsetting. They carpeted the whole floor. That's a lot of banana. fucking carpet. That is a lot of carpet. That is fucking. <laughs> whoever got that contract to make that much carpet is. I know they must. Have, they must have been real sad. They called back in 2021. They're like, "All right, you guys ready? We saw like your cons on again. You, we got your order all ready to go. I just gotta hit the button and we'll send it through." Like, mm, nah, we decided not to do carpet. Oh God, we gotta lay no! everybody off. We're gonna, <laughs> That's right. Everybody, sorry, we're out of Bad business. Kids, <laughs> we're going out of business because we couldn't carpet. That was half of our proceeds for the year. Yeah. What was that? It was like a whistle in the nose or something. <laughs> that yeah, that's my. I was drinking some water out of my. Out of your nose. <laughs> <laughs> that's impressive. Yeah, out of my nose. No, it, yeah, it whistles when I. Here, I'll do it again for the listeners. Ah, see, there it goes. Your nose whistle. <sighs> So, um, in terms of w so what I bought, I did buy some stuff from uh, Artist Alley. I'll have to, uh, I haven't read them yet, so I'll have to, uh, I'll do reviews of those in the future. I don't think I got any artwork. No, no artwork. But I did, I did hit up some uh, dollar bins. I got a bunch of stuff from dollar bins. I got a couple of trades. Uh, oh, and I also got some Savage Dragons that I was missing. Ah. So I filled in a couple holes. That's odd to find a vendor that has Savage Dragons. Yeah, it was weird. It was it was one that had he had like a several and his uh, model was like they had stickers on them for pricing, but then he said anything without. A label on it is five bucks. So I was looking through them and I found several that I was missing that there were five bucks. So, and for some of those Savage Dragons, you know, five bucks is uh, a good deal. Yeah. Especially in there's like a certain range that, like in the hundreds and two in the two hundreds that are hard to get because it's I think the print runs in the two hundreds. Early two mm hundreds -hmm. were quite low. But I got some interesting stuff. Okay, so here's some stuff I got. Uh, I got some Alf comics. Oh, that would have been cool. Just because I'm curious uh, I'm curious about Alf comics. Cause I think it's funny that there was Alf comics from Marvel Apparently it ran for a while because one of the issues I got is 34. So, well, there's that one with the rubber tube that he's floating on. Oh, that's worth he's, a lot. Yeah, he's banging the rubber yeah, seal. Yeah, he's screwing the rubber seal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't get that one, unfortunately. Let's see. Then I got some that are just filling in holes. I won't even mention them. 
what are they filling in holes of though? Comics. Like, like DC or Marvel or what? What are we talking Various. about? Various. So, Dream Police. I got a couple issues of Dream Police that I was missing. What was that that's image? The, yeah, that's the image Straczynski. Yeah. Book. I think I might have a full run of that now. I got a. I got a issue of Edgar Allan Poe's Sniffer of Terror. Oh, from Ahoy. From Ahoy, which I'm excited about that because I kind of slept on that one. But I think it's quite good. So I got one through three of Electra Root of Evil. Oh, I don't think I have that one. From, what's his name? Is it DM? Ch- Chichester? I think so. DG. DG. That's it. And McDaniel. Is it Tony McDaniel? Yeah. Art. I just got those because I knew I didn't have them. They're kind of cool. They're cool like like foil enhanced. What is the the title again? Electra what? Root of Evil. Root. I love the 90s embossed covers. They went all out on this. Embossed and foil. That's weird. I can't find it. Well, it does, it exists. I got some Grim Fairy Tales books that I needed. Got some then- grues. Oh, I'm always up for those. Yeah, you give me dollar grues. I'm, I got every one they had that I didn't already have, or I don't have a lot, so <laughs> I got a whole. I got probably about twenty grues. Because I'm trying to, I want to get all of those. That's one that I wish they would do a nice oversized collection of. Yeah, they should at Dark Horse or something. Because I think that uh, Sergio and Mark have the rights to the to Gru. I don't think they ever lost it. Yeah, gave up the rights to it. I think they were smart from the start and kept them. Got some Marvel fanfares. Cool. Which Can't go I'll, wrong with that. Yeah, I always get if I get. If I find a dollar bin that has Marvel fanfares, I'm getting all the Marvel fanfares I, that I don't have. Because there's some gold in those. Uh, got a Max Immortal that I needed. It's a Rick Veach. I don't think I have any of those. I haven't read any of them. This is actually number one that I got. Has a weird cover. It's this little dude on a big dude's head, and he's ripping out his eye. Got some maze books, Jeff Lemire. That's current stuff. Yeah, that's current stuff. Midnight Mass. Oh, yeah, Midnight Mass. That's a that's Jeff uh, Lemire too, isn't it? No, what this is, is an old Vertigo from oh, okay. 2002. John Rosam. 
wrote it. I love me some John Rosam. Yeah, he's he he worked in uh, Milestone. Yeah, he did whatever it's called. Zomb zombie. Yeah, zombie. And some o issues of Ocean that I was missing. That's Warren Ellis's Wild Storm. Well, that's Jesus Sice, too. That's got to be pretty good. I don't have that. Which one? Oh, the Midnight uh, Mass? Midnight Mass, yeah. Yeah. Who did those covers? Yeah, that would be a good series to have. Yeah, I don't think I knew about this, because I don't think I had any issues of it before. I don't think. Maybe I have a couple. Oh, here's some here's some good stuff. Uh, Pandora Shotgun Mary number zero from Oh no, that's Boundless. Good. Yeah, that was a nice dollar bin find. Boundless. Then I got this one, which I'm not sure if I. I think I probably already own that. Got some, oh, here you go. Punisher, Origin of Microchip. Num oh, yeah. Number one. I must already have number two. Yeah, I got some various Punishers. I got a couple issues because they had... Uh, what's her name? The female Punisher. Lynn Michaels. Yeah, I have those. The it's two issue series. <clears throat> yeah, I got those two issues. I got a sad sack that I didn't even know about. Who publishes? I don't even see a publisher on the cover. Number two ninety one. I think this was like. Uh, they must have. This is hard. Publisher must have. Harvey must have brought it back, like in the. Not if it's two ninety one though. That's. I think they resumed their numbering because it says number two of ten, all new issues. So I think at some point they must have restarted. Yeah, it's got it. a dollar price tag on it. Right yeah. underneath the number two hundred one. Yeah. It's, it should be in red. Yeah, dollar. I can't tell because there's a, like, a sticker over it. But yeah, it could be. So now I got to find all those those ten issues. Very exciting That's a for me. Cool cover. That looks awesome. Yeah, it's very iconic with the characters Woman's, on the side. Yeah, cowgirl sitting, a farm girl sitting on that thing, and Zatzak is trying to make the move, I guess. And the father, I guess, is throwing a pitchfork on him. <laughs> yeah, pitchforked him. <clears throat> I'm probably introducing potato sack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. And I got a couple, or oh, I guess just one. A salmon twitch I needed, then the savage dragons. A bunch of savage dragons. <clears throat> I got, I got strange, some strange attractors, which. I wasn't going to get because I already have the original printings, but they had them for a dollar each, so I said, oh, I might as well oh, just get the, the new, the new it's printings. It's Alive? 
Yeah, the yeah. live ones. And then I got a couple of random Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles books. I got IDW an issue of, or I got an Urban Legends IDW book, and then I I got some Mirage Tales of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles books. Those weren't, I think those were five bucks each. I really wish I would have known what Urban Legends was before I, like that's a continuation of the Image series. I wish I would have known that. Oh, is it a reprint I, I, of the? Well, I caught I caught on late. It's a reprint, but it it went on. It went yeah, beyond it. Yeah, it continued it. Yeah. I thought you were getting those. I did, but I came on late. Oh, okay. So the important issues I didn't get. Well, I I guess you could say ones. The important ones are the image issues, because <laughs> they're kind of expensive. I think Eric Larson did the inking on some of those, didn't he? Yeah, he did. It was that That's... guy that works with them too, Fosco or whatever his yeah, name Fosco. is. Yeah, Fosco. Yeah, Fosco. Yeah. This one apparently Keepoy <clears throat> did the inking on this issue number three. Very nice. Oh, another boundless Web Witch number two. I think I have all the Boundless stuff. It's the Avatar stuff before the Boundless that I don't have. Got some classic X-Men. And then, oh, here, this is the funniest thing. So, to go full circle. <laughs> so, I was going through the, the boxes... And I come across uh, a, a Garth Ennis book. And it's one of his war books. And I'm like, oh, cool, I don't have this. <laughs> oh, no, wait, it's not Garth Ennis. I'm sorry. Wait, is this the one? Hang on, hang on. Now i got to revise my story. <laughs> I think I thought it was a Garth Ennis book, but it's actually a... Venditti book. It's uh, Tankers. From One who? through three. <laughs> With art by Juan Jose Rip. From uh, Bad Idea Comics. Oh, yeah. I knew it sounded familiar. <laughs> so I said, oh, shit. I'll get those. So I picked up one through three, and I'm like, well, if they have tankers from Bad Idea, I wonder if they have some other Bad Idea books. So I went on my phone, and I looked up all the Bad Idea books yeah. that were published. And I just went through one by one in alphabetical order, because the comics were in alphabetical order. They had a lot. This place had a lot of boxes. So I went through, and... I looked up every single bad idea book and I bought every bad idea book that they had. Oh, nice! So now I have well, almost a full what did run you, of. What did you get? I got. Uh, they were a buck each. Yeah, a buck each. Did you get? Um... They didn't have everything. They didn't have some of the one. Did shots. they have the Matt Kent one? The. Yep. What is that one called? Eniac. Eniac. Did you get that? I got ENIAC 3 and 4. Ah. Uh, I don't think I got 
One and two. One and two. So I'll have to I'll have to pick those up. I got the lot. Did you get passive and aggressive? I did get a passive aggressive. Oh God! I hope you got the right one. I don't, I can't remember which one I got. I think it may be the aggressive one. You don't know by the cover. You have to open. Yeah, I gotta it open up. it. Yeah, I did open it. And look. That was my favorite series by them, but I haven't read everything. I got Monster Kill Squad, Christos Gage. Full run. Uh, one through four, yeah. Yeah, cool. Oh, I got two issues in number three. Oops. I can sell it. Odin's Eye. Who did that? Oh, Dysart. Man, they get such. They get all. How come they? Have, Bad idea has to like pick pick up like all the good stuff. All our favorite writers. <laughs> Uh, Pirate Queen, Peter Milligan, uh, Sleigh Bells, One Shot, and Tankers. So there you go. I'm I'm on board with that idea now. <laughs> and you didn't have to work too hard to get it. I did not have to work too hard to get it. I did. I had to look it up on my phone, and then I had to go around... I had to go through all the boxes and search for them. Did you get a full run of Odin's Eye? I think I'm missing one issue. No, maybe I got a full run. It's five issues. Oh, maybe I got four issues. I'm missing a few, so I'll have to pick those up. And maybe I'll read these and then see if I want to. Well, I think we got our, our two of our books that we're covering next time. We could do Tankers 1 through 3 and Odin's Eye, whatever you have. Let me see what I have. Odin's Eye. I don't want to do what I have. Like what? I don't know which issue I'm missing out of the four. What do I have? Oh, I got two, three, four, five. You don't have five. one. I don't have one. Damn it. I can't do it, man. What was the other? I think I'm... Do I have a... How many issues of, of the lot is are there? Or Pirate Queen? Oh, I'm missing an issue of that. Pirate Queen? Let me see. The lot, there's oh, four. Pirate, one, two... How many issues of Pirate Queen? I have three. There's probably four. Pirate yeah, Queen is four. four. But you can like, do one through three. I miss it. I think I have one, two, and four. I'm missing like one issue of every series. Ah, uh, that's the downside. Wait, maybe Monster Kill Squad. I, I think I have all of those. One, two, three. Well, Sleigh four. Bells you probably have. It's only a one shot. Yeah, it's one issue. I have that. I do have Monster Kill Squad too. Complete. We could do Monster Kill Squad then. And Tankers. Okay, Tankers, Monster Kill. So have you read any of the stuff we, yet? We'll, no. Well, I've read uh, Passive Aggressive. Yeah. Which I, is amazing. I don't. I think you. I, I talked to you about it. It's one of them's about the Russian guy that hacked into Bruce Wayne's account essentially. Oh, yeah, 
the Batman. And the other is from the perspective of the Batman. Yeah. Yeah. I need to find. I'll need to get the one that I'm missing then. It's they're both really good, um, but I prefer the Batman one. Is that the passive one or the aggressive? No, one? that's the aggressive because he's going after him. I got here. I'm gonna look and see what I got. Uh, what's it called? Passive aggressive. All right, I'm gonna open it up. Who was selling those, by the way? Was it a store? I don't remember. I don't know if the aggressive is that the right one. Yeah, that's the, yeah, I got, I got, that's the one the I got. Batman aggressive. one. See that they do stuff like that that pisses me off though. Like if you go, if you were subscribed, you only got the one that what whatever the store was located. Right. So like they don't cater they cater to the speculator and the people that are collectors versus the people that really want to read the stories. They don't give a shit about them. Yeah, I think I would agree with that, especially I mean, I always see about, like, the buttons and yeah. stickers and well, stuff. Well, there's so many comics that I, like, I have a full run of Bad Idea, except for those books that required rocks and stickers and shit like that. <laughs> if you pay $1,000 for a rock, you can get Yeah, uh, and I don't have any of those invisible CGC stupid comics, but <laughs> I don't care about that. There's nothing to read there. I don't care. <laughs> Well, you're not a you're not a true collector then. You don't have a full, a complete, real full run unless you have the empty. Container. Yeah, it's, I I'll I'll agree with that. I don't have a full run, and then you need every grade. I need a point five. Uh, need a nine point nine. Invisible comic. Come on. Oh, did they have different grades for them? Yeah. Well, I didn't know that. <laughs> Fucking assholes. And you do you have the donut comic? Do I have what? The donut comic. No, I don't have the donut comic, and I don't have uh, Hero Trade, although they reprinted the Hero Trade in some of the issues of something. Okay. But there's a lot of shenanigans that I was like, I ain't going to go through. Rob is frustrated, too, because he was have to proactively tell his who was providing comics to ship them and then they kind of lost interest and stopped shipping them. And uh, he and then they were having him track it and he's like fuck it. Like this is just not worth it. Oh, like telling them when there's a new comic that could be yeah, ordered. Yeah, he would have to do it instead of them saying, "Okay, your order is ready, you know." Yeah, this he, is going to cost this just, much. He couldn't just flip a switch saying He he had to proactively manage his own subscription, which is bullshit. Yeah, I don't that's... have to. I just get a bill. Like, right? You they, just I get a, I get an email and they say go pay it. Here here's an invoice and I yeah. pay it and they ship it. Mine was painless, but I went through three different people and one of them was good because it was um. What is that place that Dark Horse used to own? Something treasure. Oh, or, uh, things what? from another world. There there you go. Thank you. I I started with them. But their shipping was fucking outrageous. Like it was like fourteen dollars, or it was exp- it was what? crazy. No, it was crazy stupid. 
Yeah. It was ridiculous. And you're I was paying, like, you're I, paying I need, more for shipping. Well, than yeah. Tickets. I was like, I, I, what do I need to do to get off of this? You know? And, and I, I shopped around and I was like, Oh, they're all bad. And then I found uh third eye, which was to me, they were the more fair situation yeah. and I didn't have to worry about it. They just, yes, there were crap like passive aggressive where I only got one copy, but, and then some of those one shots that they just threw out there that weren't part of their, oh, here it is, kind of bullshit. But, um, yeah, I, I don't I don't like, I, I don't understand financially, like, why they're doing what they're doing. Like, it, it doesn't make financial sense to me. Oh, li- limited availability? I, 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 I personally yeah. think Dinesh is rich. Like I, I think he was rich well, he, to buy is, Valiant. I, I, I don't think that's a secret. I think he was born into one I don't know how he first came about it, but he certainly made a lot of money selling Valiant. So no, but I think he had the money before to buy Valiant. Yeah. Like I, I think he's always had money. I, I see what he buys and stuff like that, and I, I just think he, he's catering to himself. <laughs> the type of person that he is and he can afford to do it like it's not like he cares he acts like he cares like if you ever see him at a convention he makes sense but i would i would sit there and argue with him about his decisions here like it makes no sense makes sense in terms of trying Ex- to get people exclusi- to the stores exclusivity <clears throat> Maybe, but even the vent, the even the sellers don't like their shenanigans. Yeah. They don't like having to deal with the buttons and only giving it to one person and stuff like that. They don't like that shit. And they're still doing that, right? Because I think for the yeah, they're for still round two. If you're one of the first whatever number of people who subscribe or whatever at your store, you get something special and some of them are like low print run so i'm never gonna ever get them like i'm never gonna say oh people won't give a shit about it bad idea you know this comic the one thing i don't like is that some of these books like they're creators that i would like to own them So yeah, essentially you're essentially you're printing books that I would like to own but you're preventing me from owning them. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know how that works for them like unless they can sell their own stuff for high prices on eBay. But there's yeah. a t- I immediately, I, I have two previews copies of that bad idea, and I was like, I wonder how much I could sell that for. And I really should have put it up immediately. Like I should have just done it, because that's who makes the money. Right, because eventually, I mean, it's hot, but I mean, there's a lot of copies of previews out there, and eventually, people won't care anymore. 
Yeah, but like if if I just look for sleigh bells and I go to eBay, there's like a 4.99 buy it new. So you got it for a dollar and no shipping. So that's that's awesome. I got extremely lucky though. But I was also extremely smart. <laughs> and I deserve it cuz I'm well, so Monster smart. Well, Monster Kill Squad, like somebody's selling it for $15 plus shipping. 1 through 4. Yeah. I mean, and I think at some point, I mean, I'm guessing that these copies were ones that a store was unable to sell, so they just discounted, like, sold them bulk to some. Well, I, I know, I know that I, I listened to challengers of you know podcast, and I know that they were uh, having a blowout sale at fifty percent off or something like that. Okay, of, all their, yeah. of all their books. So you actually should go there to try to fill the holes. Yeah, that's actually a good idea. Since I haven't been there. Well, I mean, it's in your town. I don't know how... What are they? Are you 30 minutes away? or? Yeah, probably about... Well, where's their store now? They don't have the one... It's their original store. Yeah, the it's probably 30 or, 40 Red. yeah 30 or 40 minutes. If I go on... Like, if I went today, it'd be about... Yeah, but minutes. if you if you have a day off or you're in the area like for something else that you have to shop by, you should yeah. go in and just say, "Can I see your bad idea box?" And you can probably fill your. They're not gonna jack up their prices, so the worst is you get them for cover, and they mm -hmm. have that fifty percent off sale right now. So you could go fill in Odin's eye and all that other stuff. Get my missing ones. Yeah, that'd be good. Maybe I'll do that. I should do that today. I should hop in the car. Go zip on over. Let me see how far it is. I found out there's a a toy store. Wait, I don't want to go to their website. I found out there's a... Uh, you know how there's like these new, uh, well, not new, but I guess for the past, I don't know, five, ten years or so, there's uh, toy stores popping up that sell, like, vintage toys. Yeah, we, we were at the mall yesterday, and there was, like, an 80s toy store, and then there was, like, a collectibles toy store. It was weird. Yeah, I found out there's one not too far from me, actually, probably about 20 minutes away. I'm like, hmm, I'm going to have to go check that out. I don't know if I have a lot of interest in that stuff anymore, but I'd like to go look at it. <laughs> See what stuff's worth. That's one thing, like, a, I mean, a lot of that stuff is, okay, that's like 40 minutes. I thought you were about thirty to forty minutes. Like I, I didn't think you were that close. Yeah, no, it's for it's further downtown than. It's it's is it closer to the stuff. convention or? Not than quite. me. Uh, yeah, it's closer to the convention than me. Yeah. Oh, let's look. So I'm eating a delicious breakfast burrito with homemade green chilies. It's about 20 minutes from the convention. Mm. So it's, it's in between me and the convention. So 
I had two convention weeks back to back. One of them I didn't Ooh. go to. I didn't go to the Colorado Springs uh, convention because mm. it was a $35 admission. And I, wow. I looked at like, they had like, I don't know about 10 creators, like Bart Sears was there and Mike Barron and a couple others. There, there was like a handful of maybe 15 creators that I knew their names. And mm. then there was like 70 or 80 TV and movie people. Oh, yeah. I should say C2E2 had a lot of celebrities there. Yeah. There's a lot of people. I was actually, when I was when I was going through, like looking at comic dealers, I did hear someone pass by me saying, oh, this is a comic section. Let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so there are people who just go for the... A lot of people who go for just the celebrities. Well, I you think that would be the majority. I would think the majority, because like, I I don't know. I I think the comics are the minority, and then the pop culture of the comic itself is what sells. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think the the celebrities are the big draw, and then I think because uh... there's people that claim they know like everything about it, like, and they do because they like memorize the movies and stuff yeah and that's movies. cool like you're you're a specialist in the mcu but i don't care <laughs> i care more about the source material it was, it was funny i was at a family get together just an immediate family get together last weekend and i think and they were talking and some people were talking about tv shows and i swear like every tv show they were talking like they're talking about like walking dead and Invincible and talking about the new Sandman. I'm like, Jesus the boys. Christ, this is like, <laughs> this is like all the stuff, all the stuff that I like have been reading for years, and now, now my entire family's talking about it. Yeah, because it's on TV. Because <laughs> it's on TV. Like, oh my goodness, it's so funny. So I bought some stuff. I've oh. <clears throat> I, uh... After this, I got to go back to C2E2. I forgot about one story. Okay. I wanted to no, go play. ahead and go. All right. I did go to a couple panels at C2E2, and I was lucky enough to go to the controversial Chris Claremont panel. <laughs> I don't know if you heard about this panel. I have. But it was it was it was quote unquote controversial because of I, I didn't see I didn't set. see how controversial it was though. Like I. It wasn't that controversial. He's basically a grumpy old man. <laughs> but I don't blame him. Who cares? Let the man be grumpy. Like, who cares? Yeah. But certainly... I, I hate these... I mean, there's the left and there's the right. And I... every I, I just hate the extremes of it. You know what I mean? Like, it annoys the crap out of me to see people just targeting Chris Claremont and targeting people. Like, I, I just... It just bugs the crap out of me. Like I I know where they sit. Like I I I know where Mike Barron sits. Like politically, yeah, he's on the him. opposite end where I don't care. I don't care about his political views. But yes, I'll pick up a Mike Barron comic book. But I just don't like that people try to like stop his livelihood. Like God, it just bugs the crap out of me. But I'm off my uh my podium. Tell us about it. The controversy. I can't find my notes, but my notes won't load. 
Well, you can't remember what the controversy was. <laughs> well, the controversy was the he was he was basically bad mouthing the current state of comics, and he was basically saying they don't give him anything that means anything. He was he's pissed off at Marvel because he's still under contract, mm-hmm. and they're still paying him, but not giving him work. Or enough work, and he's like, "You're paying me, so why, like, give just give me something, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like you're already paying for it, so it's not like you're losing money." But I thought he was. I mean, he had a certain amount of of grumpiness, but he was. I thought he he was uh, justified in his his positions. So, and he 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 didn't he wasn't completely negative on everything. He he did acknowledge that there's some good stuff out there that he was enjoying. So, I think I think a lot of his his complaints were very personal about what's go- what what has been going on in his career and where where he's at right now and not necessarily a condemnation of comics in general so i personally didn't have a problem with anything he said and um no one at the panel seemed like the audience was no one was walking out or anything people were listening to what he was saying and you know laughing when he said something funny and were engaged. So I thought it was a great panel. <laughs> I loved it. Why can't I pull up the notes? I want to see if I can get them online. Where would those be? And then I, I did go to another panel, which was, uh, who was it? Now I gotta remember. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna blank on it. Top cow. No, it was one of the. It was like a a qu- quick draw type panel. Type uh, panel. Oh, okay. I'm trying to remember who the artists were. Uh, Ryan Otley and oh gosh, who was the other guy? What kind of? What did he work on? The other guy. He's like a newer guy. He's doing Marvel stuff. Hmm. That could be anybody. Yeah, I can't remember. It was pretty good. It, the only down part was they weren't drawing like on flipboards or anything. They were just drawing on paper, and then they would like Auction had an overhead offer. overhead projector and were like, they giving it away? Show it? No, they didn't even give it away. Damn. So it was mostly just them drawing while t- talking while drawing. The Claremont panel was the best one that I went to. There was no uh, Silvestri or any of those guys? No. Because he has the big Batman announcement. I think he was at... uh, No, Silvestri was at... uh, Whatever the... Wizard World World is called now. Oh. Fan Expo? Yeah, Fan Expo. <clears throat> so what do you got? Oh, I 
I didn't go to the convention here because it was $35 and I didn't know what I was getting into. Like, I, I trusted it just based on what it was there, like, of being more Hollywood-ish. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if I'll regret it or not. But then I went to a, ho- um, a mall one yesterday, which used to be a hotel con. They're heavy toy. It's like toy and comic something collectible show. <clears throat> and uh, there wasn't really a lot there, but I did find one of those old Heroes World catalogs like oh. <laughs> that I got rid of as a kid that I used to buy. Yeah. I found one of those. Um, I found some Warlock 5s um, oh, in the yeah. dollar bin. That's I one of my favorites. found things. some old hero magazines and wizard magazines for a buck each. And oh, they were nice. Still, they were still sealed, so that's cool. Ooh, that's a good find. Yeah. Because those ones you're going to get at least several hours of enjoyment out of each issue. Yeah. And then there, I, the last guy I ran into had quite the collection. Most of them was, like, stuff, like, contemporary stuff or stuff that I already had like oh here's a full run of Marvel Secret Wars well I already have that mm-hmm. so I wasn't like interested in getting a lot but this guy had a quite the collection but he didn't take credit cards so it was cash only but he had he had a long magazine box of stuff and I picked up uh the ad- the Marvel adaptation of Return of the Jedi and I picked up uh, a Hulk. They used to have a black and white comic book called Rampaging Hulk. And I think with issue 10 or 11, it became Hulk. And I picked up an issue of Hulk from the black and white magazine. So now I only have to go four more issues and I have a full run of, of that that black and white series. So that, that was a good pickup. Mm-hmm. And then just some random Marvel stuff that was mini series that was like blaze and a couple others uh that were just a buck each so i i I picked up some some stuff and it was free to get in so that was good how many dealers or did you say there were there were about 25 but i would say that only six of them had any kind of comic content Yeah, there are about 25 vendors. You're, you're looking, if you look at the table, most of the vendors had like six tables. Like there was that one guy, there was one guy that was an artist that I, I didn't even know he had a table. And I didn't even know what he was selling because his stuff was like, I don't know, it was like 30 feet away from him. And I was like, who do I even pay for this? Like, I didn't oh, even yeah. know how to, <laughs> he had the old wizards and stuff. And I, I was like, okay. I worked my way back and I said, is this still your, your stuff? And he said, yeah. And I said, well, way over there. And he said, everything in there is a buck each. Either that or he lied. And he took, <laughs> took my money for somebody else's yeah, stuff. Else's stuff. <laughs> By the way, I'm drinking Coca-Cola Zero Sugar Dream World. It's a limited edition. Oh, Dream World. Yeah, sure. How How is it? Uh, it's barely tolerable. <laughs> it's not as disappointing as my, my, uh, 
what do you call it, Harry Potter butter beers that I had. But it it's got like a medicine-y taste, but it tastes like mango. Like like Okay. They, like artificial mango. Yeah, like they shove a bunch of mango juice in a Coke. But it has like a I don't like when they have like this cough medicine taste and that's what I'm tasting. Yeah, I think sometimes the artificial flavors give kind of a a nasty aftertaste. That's exactly like when you're drinking it, it's it's fine. It's like just seconds after you finish that swallow, it's ugh. Yeah, I usually find that after I swallow too. Mm-hmm. It's the aftertaste. I don't know if I'm gonna finish it. Might have to bail on it. Pretty soon I'm gonna have to go grab my uh, chew wine out of the fridge. It's chilling. You can go do that if you want. I was gonna wait. I was gonna wait for your convention story to be done. Oh, it's done. Oh, it's done. <laughs> yeah, I I just I picked up a lot of garbage. Except I would have if I had, if I could have gone credit card, I would have bought more stuff. So this guy was talking to me. I asked him. You have some good stuff here, and uh, I said, "Do you do you have a card? You know, like a business card?" And mm-hmm. he goes, "I only sell, you know, the two or three times at a year at these conventions." And he says, "No, I don't usually sell out of my just yeah, regularly. regularly." Yeah, mm-hmm. and I said, "Oh, that's a bummer." And then we got to talking, and he was like, "Wow, you own you know a lot about comics." And I he said, "Yeah, I have about eighty-eight thousand of them." So. And he goes, are you ever interested in selling? And he gave me his card then. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I, he says, That's a lot of comics. Like he said, I wouldn't even know how, what to logistically do with that. But here's my come. card. Yeah. What did Barb just say? Neither does she. Yeah, she said the same thing. She was there. Made her snide comment. <laughs> Getting a lot of uh, traction out of that. There's a night comment with uh, that sigh and depressive. Roll of the eyes. Yeah, roll of the eyes. And as I bought more comics. Yeah, I know the I know the feeling. <laughs> oh my gosh, what am I gonna do about this uh, Savage Dragon Ultimate Collection? What do you mean? I don't have room for thirty volumes. <laughs> I don't but think I'll, he's gonna go that far. Like I, I'll I really, th- I think he's gonna put out this one, and then we're gonna wait like five years for the second. <laughs> the second one. Yeah. That's possible. Because he's gonna see like financially, like where it goes, and a lot of people might pick up that first one because that's when it was like, it was new and exciting and launching. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, so you'll will... you'll get a uh, nostalgia people buying yeah. that. So we're talking about the uh, Savage Dragon is going to come out and bring out Ultimate Edition, Ultimate Collections, just like the Invincible ones. So they'll go nicely on your shelf next to your Invincibles. Or at least hardcover edition. They'll go nicely oversized. Oh, man. You know what? He should publish them out of order and 
just so he can bring out the volume that has the McFarlane co-created co comics so I can have those big. <laughs> yeah, those were good. Those that was so the whole big. thing with Wanda and Hell, right? Yeah, I think those are worth a lot of money now, too. Yeah. Because I think everyone slept on those, not realizing it was pure gold. We didn't. We didn't. We got them. I should have doubled down on those. Then I could retire. You mean... <laughs> or I could go... You'd go have to for buy a... them by the thousands. I'd go out for dinner. Yeah. You'd be able to pay for your next uh, DCBS order. Be able to pay for my, the Savage Dragon Volume One hardcover. There you go. I did buy my first Marvel Masterworks hardcover. Of what? Spider Woman. Oh, okay, that's a good one. Number Spider Woman numbers nine through twenty-five. At fifty percent off or what? Yeah, something like that. It was in stock trades. And why did I get this? Do you know why I got this? No. Because of the writer. Chris Claremont? No. Mark Grenwald. Ah. I think it was his first uh, first writing job at Marvel. He did he did like number nine through like twenty, I think, or something like that. And I think they put him on that because it wasn't very it wasn't a high-profile book, so <laughs> they gave him the reins. Mm. And I said, ooh, I should own that in a nice hardcover. And now I do. There you go. And it's my first Marvel <clears throat> Masterworks, surprisingly, that I know of. Unless Was I have Jessica one Drew... Did she make her premiere in the cartoon before, or was she in the comics first? Because her her cartoon was in was early, I think. I think it was before Spider Man and his Amazing Friends. That I don't know. Was it? I remember her in Spider Man and his Amazing Friends because I used to watch that religiously. Spider Woman cartoon. Let's see what year. I know. Well, number nine came out in 78. So I figure number one must have been 77. 1980. So 1970. It was close. 1970. It premiered from 1979 to 1980. Okay. Wow, that's so weird. Like, because I think Spider-Woman... 25 was was that the last issue or i don't know how long spider-woman went for this, this run it went pretty long okay. i think it was like dazzler so this this was coming out about the time the show was coming out 
I'm surprised it didn't get a boost from the show. Yeah. I remember watching it, but I don't remember watching it religiously. I used to watch it. I remember that. Because she she was in Marvel Premiere or whatever that had her first appearance. Okay. This is one of those series that I think I have a full run of, but I'm not sure. I think it's in that closet. But <laughs> the mystery closet. I only have issues one, according to this. And she even had one of those pocketbooks. That's something else I picked up. We went to a, an antique store um, in in Pragosa Springs because we were on vacation the week before that, the, the week that we were in the cabin. Mm-hmm. And I picked up Boris the Bear number one, and I picked oh, up. I already read that one, too. It was interesting, for sure. It's like poking fun of all the black and white. Well, not necessarily black and white, but all the... At, what do the they call it? The indie stuff at the time? No, the... Oh, anthropomorphic. Anthropomorphic characters. So, like yeah. Ninja Turtles and Radioactive Hamsters and Ambush Bug and Captain Carrot and the Zoo Crew. Like, it, it poked at everything. Um, and he was just, uh, he's just a bear that gets frustrated reading comic books and he just brings out his machine gun and just slaughters all of the, the characters. So yeah, I picked up Boris the bear. I picked us, picked up a cyber force strike for strike force, uh, crossover. It's a two issue event. I picked up issue one of that. And then I picked up some pocket books. I picked up Doctor Strange pocket book number two. That one's in color. I remember getting the first one at B. Dalton Bookstores when I was a teenager. <clears throat> and uh, this this volume two. And then I picked up the X-Men black and white pocket books. And one of them was reprinting Giant Size X-Men. And the other one was printing... Uh, the Phoenix Saga. Okay. So, yeah. I, I, Those I are black a, and white, right? Yeah, I, well, the Doctor Strange was color. The X-Men were black and white. Yeah, I do. Ha- I have I have one X-Men pocketbook. But I got that late, like later in life. I never, when I was a kid, I never got these. Well, speaking of Spider-Woman, she had a pocketbook, too, because I have that one. Okay. <clears throat> collecting like the first issue or so the color ones what they did with the color ones is they took like the comic page and they reduced it but with the black and white ones they almost like took each panel and put them on a page they did the eric larson thing yeah it was like i'm gonna fit this in a pocketbook but i'm not gonna do any reduction like like the black right. and white ones are easier to read and the color ones are a little hard for yeah, old eyes. I would never be able to read that. They're tiny. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would. I had to take off my glasses, though. So, yeah, that's kind of what I bought. I bought some goodies. <clears throat> yeah, some good, good little... Uh, I did buy non- some weird series stuff. that I've never heard of, but Ooh. the cover looked cool. Let me see if I could... 
dig it out of this bag. Let me see. I did get a lot of junk. Uh, Codename Scorpio. Have you ever heard of that? It sounds familiar. Let me go to my database. It's from Antarctic Press. What is it called? Codename Scorpio? Scorpio. Yeah, I got issues one through four. Ooh, let me look at this up. Oh my gosh, I can't scroll. Here we go. Code. 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 Code name. No, I don't. I have code name Babushka and I have code name Knockout. Yeah, this is code name Scorpio. I have issues let, one and four. Let me look it up in my Slings and Arrows comics guide. <laughs> when was it published? Oh no, where's my glasses? And then I got. Oh, 96? Yeah, I got that superhero catalog, which is really cool because this is what I used to buy a bunch circle during Christmas time. I got this thing. I don't know what it is, but it's a DC number one, 1983 from Seagate, the Masterworks series, great comic book artist, Frank Frazetta, Shining Knight. And I don't know what the fuck this is. Like, I, I know a lot about DC, but I don't know what this Frank Frazetta stuff is. But it's like a, it's like reprints of uh, old Shining Night stories, which is pretty badass. It has the DC on the logo, so, I, like, I don't know what this is. Like, I didn't know this existed. What's the size of it? It's a regular comic size. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I've never know seen. I've never that. seen anything like that. That was unusual. I have seen Frank Frazetta reprints. I, I haven't paid attention to who the publisher was though. I picked up a long shot one shot by Dematatus and Zuli. Oh yeah, I have that one. I picked up an old Blackhawk. Uh, two, what is it? 222, where they had the red costumes. I picked up a Xenoscope book. I think it's Zombies vs. Cheerleaders. Halloween special. (laughs) Halloween special. (laughs) I would have picked that up too. Another Blackhawk, uh, 238. Those are uh, older, right? Yeah, these are the first series. And then the Hero. And then the Warlock 5, Blaze. Yeah, that's pretty much it. There, there was some of... Oh, Solomon Kane number one I picked up from Marvel. You didn't already have that? No. And something called Black Wolf from Marvel Comics. I don't know what that is. Tell you the truth, but uh, yeah, I picked up some stuff. I have on the way uh, coming though. Savage Tales number one. You know what that is? Savage Tales. Yeah, number one. You mean the significance of it? Yeah. 
I don't remember. Something about... Uh, yeah, I don't know. First man thing. Ah, man thing. Yeah. I knew it was one of those. I didn't think it was Conan. <clears throat> yeah. Wow. What what led you to... I've been wanting that. Pull the trigger on that. I've been wanting it bad, and it came up for a price that I, I was willing to pay. It was reasonable, yeah. Yeah. Is that over? That's a magazine size. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's a black and white Marvel mag. Yeah. Matter of fact, this guy, this guy that I was talking to, like he looks so familiar. Like, uh, he almost looks like sort of J, like Jam De Mateus that I bought the comics from. <laughs> but he had so many black and white Marvel mags that I didn't get to go through them all because they were packed so tightly. Do you know what I mean? And I'd have to mm. pull out like 10 of them to, yeah, you gotta pull out a, to go through chunk. to even look through them. So was he selling his personal collection? No, I think he, like, he, he or... has a thing that says buy slash sell. So like, I don't know if he just, so does he just buys this. collections. Yeah. And... and he might have like an online store. I don't know, but he seems like he's more old school. Like he doesn't have a credit like, if I was to go sell my stuff, I would have a credit card reader on my phone, you know? Yeah, I don't Just... know why he does. I mean... Because I, I think he would sell a lot more, like, of stuff. Cause Nowadays, there, it there, seems there, like... There was one guy, to... there was one guy that, that was there before me, and he was just, like... He was going through box after box, and he's like, Oh, man, I wish you had a credit card. But he like dropped like let's say if he could max out like two hundred dollars from his ATM, he 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 got two hundred dollars <laughs> worth of stuff. Yeah. So he was into. But it. he could have easily sold a thousand potentially. Yeah, I, it's funny, I like... almost bought a nine four. New Mutants ninety eight, which is the only New Mutants I'm missing. How much was that? That was. Three, God, I can't remember what it was now. Do you remember if it was three hundred? That New Mutants number ninety-eight. I think it was three something. Oh, or no, it was two something because he came. Yeah. Yeah, two. Yeah, he's gonna come down to two something. I almost did it. Was it graded? Yeah. That doesn't seem too bad. Yeah, that's why I was almost to do it. The guy though came across as a shyster. Like I didn't, I I don't know. <laughs> it just the way he was talking to me, I was like, yeah, I, I sometimes he get just turned off I, he by... just he just totally turned me off because he reminded yeah, me he reminded me of uh, that New York guy from Tall Tales, D didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, Jeff was a fucking asshole. He's the fucker that was taking shit out of my box and selling it for high prices. Uh, that's who he reminded me of. He had that same New York accent, too. That son of a bitch. But uh, I'm, I'm talking to about that the guy that used to be the comic store owner when I was in high school. Okay. There was two guys that owned the store. 
when I first started going there, there was a hippie guy. Oh, that's guy. what you mean by your box, so your pull yeah, yeah, there was a hippie guy there named Dave, and me and Barb liked Dave. He was cool as shit. I mean, he did cocaine and whatever he did because he had the cocaine nail. He had this really long nail, and, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I know he was a drug addict, but he was cool as fuck. Like, and he knew sure. comic books. And then somehow... This New York guy edged his way into the store and pulled it out from underneath him. Like Oh, here's that's the downside he, of he drugs. Fuck, he fucking totally like took it from underneath him and he was yeah, an asshole. And that's when I left the store is when Dave left and, and I knew this guy was like he's the reason I didn't get my first beta ray bill in my you know, like some of those key books that were coming mm-hmm. out. It, I was subscribed, Bill, and he wasn't putting them in my goddamn box. Yeah, that's what you said. And like then you'd see it on the wall. Them for more. Yeah. yeah, that son of a bitch. So yeah, so he has a wall. He has a wall version of the book, but he doesn't have a copy for your box. Yeah. That's my copy. <laughs> yeah, that's my copy. That's yeah. That's. That's. That's not a way to and keep and Barb was even shaking her head when I said, "God, that guy reminded me of that." And and I would have probably dealt with him, but he just he the way he was talking to me reminded me so much of that guy that I almost got like this bad taste in my. I just had to leave, you know. Yeah, he was talking to me like I was some idiot. I didn't know what I was talking about. I was like, I fucking know more about selling this then i even know what the I, he was looking on his ipad what it was worth i already knew what it was worth so i, I don't know i just didn't like the guy mm-hmm. and he wasn't even in part of the show there that was one of the stores that was on the side in the mall that i didn't even know about they, Wait, they what was it, it was it was mostly it was a, a store, store that was like selling pops and like toys like that yeah. And they had even some guy that played Darth Vader in an animated show in the corner signing stuff and uh I uh I just wanted to look at their wall of comics and this guy was just talking to me like I was like I I'm just I just got so turned off I just left. I almost feel like sometimes. Do you know who you're talking to? You're talking to the guy from Geek Brunch. That's right. What? Do you, do you realize I have a? Do you podcast? realize that I'm a certified comic buyer? That I save the comic industry every month. What do you do for the comic industry, motherfucker? <laughs> but then there's cool people, like the other people that I talked to that were in the mall. They were they were cool. Like there's some guy that was selling like. A lot of books to try to get books. In other words, he's trying to finish his Spider-Man and uh, X-Men run. And in order to do that, he has to sell other books in his collection. Mm-hmm. That I can appreciate. Yeah. Oh, that was the guy. Well, I told him, I said... I think that's the first appearance of somebody. And he goes, oh. And then he like looks it up in the overstreet and he's going, shit, I have that underpriced. <laughs> and he raised it 60 bucks. <laughs> For which? It was a Marvel black and white magazine. Oh, okay. So it wasn't something you... 
I pointed it out to him. Yeah, if if I wanted it, I would have bought it for the price he had it because it was like he was selling it for like thirty, mm-hmm. and he raised it another sixty <laughs> after yeah. I told him about it. You'd say, "Where's my cut of that?" Yeah. Maybe my commission. Wow, this guy's cool though. I liked him. Like he's he's the guy that gave me his card. Yeah. Oh, that guy gave me a bad taste though. I don't even want to talk about it because I got flashbacks from. Yeah, from it's understandable. Sometimes you talk to people and they're just like, you can just tell that they're. I just hope if Dave's out there that he Boy, got over money. his drug problem and he he's okay and alive because that guy was cool as shit. Yes, I know he did the cocaine with his nail because it was a cocaine nail, but damn it, that guy knew his comic books. And then there was another hippie guy. No, this guy was a rocker guy in Doc's News. There were th- That was an interesting guy that sold comics because that Doc's News was like right outside the, the Air Force base. And... It was like a comic book shop slash porn shop. Like you could go to the back room and you could buy your porn video. And mm. then it, it had comic books all throughout there. That's convenient. Yeah, convenient. You can get comics and porn. That's where <laughs> I bought my first Rambaugh X, X-rated comic book ever <laughs> is at Doc's News. Oh. But I remember him and there was this guy. There was this big guy. I don't remember what his name was. But man, was he a milk and cheese fan. Like, that's all he could talk about was milk and cheese. Like, that was his jam. (laughs) Every time I went in there, he was wearing a milk and cheese shirt, and he was always talking milk and cheese. Wow. Loved the milk and cheese. Oh, he loved it. Like, he was – God bless him because he was so passionate about that property. (laughs) I was in a milk and cheese back in the day. I would have got along with this guy. <laughs> the milk and cheese guy? Yeah, the milk and cheese guy. I like the rocker guy. He was cool. He was really cool. I was upset when they closed that place because it, it was like a... They like fully stock stuff. Like, that's when like Malibu Ultraverse was coming out and... Um, uh, what was that chromium man from what was that publisher that had the serial numbers on it triumphant Comics. triumph yeah it, they had everything stocked like whoever was ordering the books for that store they were badass like they just were well diversified yeah they knew they knew a lot about comics and they DC. stocked they stocked like one of everything they didn't fuck around there were comic books I didn't even know about, and I looked at previews. Like, mm-hmm. I I don't know where they came from, but it was it was a cool store. But anyway, do you want to take your cheer wine break? Yeah, I'm gonna go grab my a cheer wine. All right, and, a smile. and then we'll rejoin and talk about our books. All right. Okay. I'm back. 
I need to get something else to drink because I didn't like that Coke. <clears throat> it tastes like cough medicine to me. I didn't. They didn't like psych me out. I drank it. If I would have listened to them, I wouldn't have drank it. I'm reminded that we didn't do previews last month, and my order was super high. Really? I mine was a little lower. What it the w- hell? Wasn't a little. Uh, See, you could have helped me. Well, it wasn't. Um, Deuce. I even threw a manga in there because I. Drip drip. Yeah. <laughs> About a girl who gets nosebleeds. That's right. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I don't know why mine was so high. You must have had a lot of collected uh, material. Maybe. Let me sort by expensiveness. There's just a lot of issues. This next one is going to be killer. Plus, they have that Frank Mill. I- Oh, I could talk about a book real quick. Frank Miller presents. That is so good. It's yeah, got... I, or I, pure, I added that to my DCBS list. So. Well, I found out what the print run of is, and I said DCBS is not going to give it to me, even though they said they did. Like mine isn't filled still, and it's yeah. already out. True. So I said, "Fuck it, I'm just going to buy it," and I. I bit the bullet and paid whatever my store wanted for it, which was like 12 bucks. Ouch. And, uh, yeah, I bought it because I wanted it. Well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll, I think DCBS has a second printing available. Maybe I'll add that as well, just in case. They do have a second printing. It should be coming out FOC. Like, uh, they've been emailing FOCs. I think yeah. you should see it in there. Yeah, that's where I saw it. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to add that one. Assume I don't get the first It's pretty <laughs> good. It, um, Frank Miller is designing this universe, but he only writes like uh, Ronin. And Philip Tan is drawing it. But man, is Philip channeling Frank Miller's style. Uh, I mean, it's it, it's still Philip Tan, but he's channeling like his layout and stuff. I, it looks fantastic. That is sort of like black and white. Um the other story by Dan DiDio is really good. It's about two uh, alien races that are fighting over Earth for many, many centuries. And the way it's done is like split panel. So going down one side of the panel, you'll have the one alien. And down the other side, you'll have the other alien. And how they're um, coming to meet at the, I guess, this this battle where they're sending two warriors to determine the fate of everything but uh yeah it was really cool i liked it a lot who's a publisher on that frank miller frank miller and dan didio formed their own company what's the what's the company called though frank miller presents okay interesting yeah i saw that they were bringing that out yeah they have both those books solicited I, I don't think you're going to be happy with the Come price in. tag. Sure. Thank you. 
Like Ronin Book 2 is 799. How big is it? Uh 56 pages prestige. That's okay. And then Ancient Enemies is 64 pages for 799. And those are the books that were in the the ash can. Yeah. Did you order the uh, Death of Superman uh, books? Because they weren't in the previews the last month. And what they are is they're, they were... Uh, like I think we got an email from DCBS to add them. But they were uh, taking no. like Louise Simonson and um, Dan Jurgens and Bognovich. All those guys that did Superman back in the day in the shield and they were doing like a tribute to death of Superman with all new content. And that one of them was a polybagged issue of that. And I was like, Oh my God, I need to buy this. Why didn't they put this in the DC connect? Is it the 30th anniversary? Yeah. Yeah. What about it? It wasn't in previews. No. So I got to add it to my order. Well, if you want it, if you're in, we're into Superman, you probably want to add it. Well, I mean, I was there for the death of Superman. Yeah, you were there. Yeah. You saw him get pummeled to death by Doomsday. <laughs> I was. Uh, yes. I was and you saw there. Lois holding his dead carcass in his her arms. Holding his. Yes. Let me. Re- I'm. I'm reading what this is about. All right, here we go. Uh, uh, wait. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Standing Guard by Roger Stern and Butch Geis. Titan by Louis Simonson and John Bogdanova. Nova, his name. Man of Steel, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Above and Beyond by Ordway, Tom Grummet. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be badass. I was excited about that, but it was like, like even Dan Jurgens posted on his Twitter. He's like, "No, nope, this could be underordered because nobody knows about it." <laughs> Come on, God damn it! My orders are already too much. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing the opposite of what. So I gotta see. That's what the one thing I don't like is that I I think it's cool that DCBS is ordering offering these final order cutoff comics now but i go through the list and i don't know like what is new and what's just already been available yeah i don't usually go to final order cutoff but it, it that's it's good for you like if you miss something or a second or uh second printings or third printings or fourth printings and if you're yeah, into is, that shit is. or if you're a final order cutoff exclusives that's where it's cool, but other than that, you should have been, you should have done your due diligence and Not ordered what you needed to order. Yeah, it is. I do like to look through the list just to see what is getting a second printing. Yeah. Because I find it because it's interesting. All right, now I got to decide on this thing. Six. Well, what was uh, the most expensive thing on your list? 
The most expensive thing on my list is. <laughs> I don't have a lot of super expensive stuff. It's only fourteen ninety nine after discount. Well, then what happened? Did you order a bunch of fourteen ninety nines or what? I guess there's a lot. There's a lot of trades that I got. It's like a breakout, follow me into darkness, slumber, demons, bloodlust. What is that one? That's one by Hyena Hell. I don't even know what that is. I'm a fan of Hyena Hell stuff. Demons, blood. It's like an indie black and white kind of comedy about hell. Huh. And demons. It's all it's lonely at the center of the earth. I guess that's about it for the hardcovers. But then there's yeah, oh, it's just so much stuff. So much. I got the Helena Scythe bikini bag set. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's Pat Shand. Yeah. <laughs> you got the nasty stuff. You're like, oh boy. I had to get that cheerleaders. Oh, that's a good one, though. You're going to like that one. I don't know. I just got too much stuff. That's from Dren. Yeah, that's the, the Kickstarter. I just ordered the final issue of it. Oh, and I got some stupid Opus comics. Ah. Because of you, son of a bitch. <laughs> They're good, though. God damn it. I'm getting they had a one no. There's a one shot, a dust dealer one shot. Yeah. I got that. The the death dealer though you missed out on. That that I think you would have gotten. You'd have said, Fuck, this is awesome. Like they they put a lot of work into the art on that thing. That's why I'm getting the I can't remember it's like it but even the Tim Seeley book with I know I know you don't like that band disturbed, but it's a fucking good comic book, man. I'm getting the Halloween. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got that too for six six dollars and sixty. Three parter. Yeah, so I'm gonna ch- oh, That's my step into that world. Well, I hope Dan- you enjoy it like I do, because I. Charles I, Forsman had a comic, New York Ninja. What the fuck? Did you get that one? No. One shot. But who's doing? <laughs> who's doing that? I don't remember. It's like a... God damn it! It's like based on a movie or something. New York Ninja? But It's Charles Forsman. Yeah, New York Ninja. See, this is why we do the show, and if you don't do the show, <laughs> god damn it, I miss I know, stuff miss like stuff. that. <laughs> I know. When, we comes to, when it comes to review time, we'll be like, oh, let's do this, and we're going to be like, I, I didn't get New that one. New York Ninja. God damn it. I didn't see anything come up for... Oh, there it is. Who does this? Who's the publisher on that? I can't even see. I don't know. If I search by it, it doesn't have any logo on it. Oh, Flooding World. Oh, did I? Let me see if I got that. Hold on. I do look at Floating World. That's the official follow-up to the movie. 
order history, New York Ninja. I didn't get it. Is my order still open for? Yeah, I think they're still open. I'm a, a Charles Forsman completist, so you gotta like, you gotta tweet me, motherfucker. Finding <laughs> shit like, oh Charles, I tweet you. I I say, hey, I'm gonna get this weird book, and you did. You did. I, I failed. I failed the city. Well, if I would have missed the Charles Forsman book, I would have been pissed because then yeah. it's gonna be a Netflix thing, and then it's gonna be even better than his book. <laughs> I think Barb would love the Charles Forsman Netflix shows. Oh my God, they're so good. They're yeah. so fucking awesome. Like, at some point, I'm, I'll just rewatch them because I'll have forgotten enough about them. Oh, they're so good. I can't believe. I can't believe they turned his idea into something with. Yes, it had depth, but they like add three layers of depth into those yeah, characters. They, added, they did explore oh. his worlds more. Edit order. See, Martin. Martin Freddy, we didn't have a previews, but you got to order New York Ninja. <laughs> oh, flesh-eating cheerleaders from outer space. Yeah, I got that number one because of you. Yeah. That one's cool, though, but that, but it's cheesy cool. It's cheesy, nasty B-film stuff. Yeah, I'm going to go into it knowing what to expect. Yeah. Oh my gosh, there's so many comics. This is ridiculous. It's so, so well done that it could be that I would buy the rights to it and and make a bad film and put it on streaming. You just need to hire a bunch of actresses that can act that can be sexy on the screen. And act in a B film. And maybe have a teacher that's a a womanizer. So I did I add that? Where is it? on order so I just need to click it and ticket close edit yeah there's a if I search for number ones on my order number mm -hmm. one I have the new year zero from AWA I have Wakanda which you probably won't order no, I did not order that. I have Unbreakable Red Sonia. Um, you probably didn't order. I have Tuma Drac Dracula Facsimile Edition. I didn't order that. I did order the Red Sonia. Uh, I ordered Sweetie Candy Vigilante number one. Yeah, that. I ordered Superman number one Facsimile Edition. Strange Academy's new series number one. Uh, Static Shadows of Dakota, the milestone one. Number Didn't one. Get that. Star Wars High Republic, number one. Uh, Spider Man, number one. Got that. 
Sirens Gate, number one. Uh, yeah. Silver Coin. No, that's uh, number 15. Hold on. Sarah Lone, number one. Yep. Got that. Uh, Rogue State, number one. Yep. Road Trip to Hell, number one. Roach Mill, number one. Yep. Riddler, year one. Yep. Revolvers, number one. Yep. Uh, Punisher War Journal, brother, number one. Yep. Punchline, the Gotham game, number one. Yep. Pulp Bites, number one. Yep. I checked out the art in that. It looks yeah, really good. Really good. Yeah. Postmasters, really number good. one. Uh, Oz Return of the Wicked Witch number one. Yep. That's Xenoscope. Uh, Nightfall number one. Yep. Night of the Ghoul number one. Yep. That one's really good. I already read it. That was a comicsology. That's Franco Frank Franco Villa and uh, Snyder. Snyder, yeah. Yeah. Namor number one. Yeah, Christopher Cantwell. Yeah, uh, Moon Knight number one. Moon Knight Annual number one, I mean. I didn't get that. Miracle Man Silver Age number one. I did not get that. Uh, Marked 3D Halloween Special number one. Did you get the 3D version or just a regular version? The regular version. Yeah, me too. Uh, Magic, no, that's... Love Sick number one. Oh, this is that book that I, yeah, I I read uh, on digital comicsology like, all right, five years ago, and now it's getting in print. This is really good, except I didn't know there were seven issues. That's crazy. I only have three. Legacy of Violence number one. Yeah. Killchella number one. Yeah. Kaya number one. Didn't get that. I did because it's growing on me. Uh, Junkyard mm-hmm. Joe number one. Yeah. I actually ordered a lot of covers on that. Especially oh, that the, the one they had, like, black and white veterans covers. one. That go oh, yeah. some of the money goes to the veterans. Uh, Joker, the man who stopped laughing number one. Didn't get that. I uh, no, that's how. Hit hit Tommy number one. Yeah. Ooh, and that's a, a samurai. Yeah. Hero he, heroin heaven number one. Heroin heaven. Heroin heaven. Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, Halloween number one, which you already said. Headhunter yeah. number one. Yeah. Harlequin, the animated series, Legion of the Bats, number one. I didn't get that. Gotham City, year one. Uh, You didn't get that? I'm looking for it. Gotham City, oh, Gotham City, year one. Yeah, I got that. Godzilla, Monsters and Predators, All Hail the King, number one. I didn't get that. GCPD, The Blue Wall, number one. Yeah, I got that. I'm looking forward to that. I like the GCBD stuff. Yeah. Uh, Far Cry 
Espinoza's Tears, number one. You missed something. What? Garbage Pail Kids Origins, number one. Oh, yeah, I did get that. Adam Goldberg. <laughs> I did get that. I missed it. Because... The only reason I care about it is because Adam Goldberg is writing it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like well um, I did finally I did finally break and buy the Mad Balls Garbage Pail Kids. Oh, did you? Because, yeah, I looked at it and it in the comic shop, and it looked really good. Yeah. Eve, Children of the Moon, number one. Did you get that? No. Divide, number one. Uh, no. Destiny, New York Halloween special, number one. Yes. Death of Superman, 30th anniversary special, number one. Gate-filled premium polybag variant. Which one did you get? I got uh, cover E, cover D, cover C, cover B, cover A, and the polybag. Polybag is expensive. And the hardcover edition. I bought them all. This is a nostalgic 90s thing for me, though. Like, it's... Yeah, you were there. I was there, and it's scratching that, like, when 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 I was lo- I don't know this was my high time in comics. I remember it was on the news. <laughs> this was yeah this was my doc I bought this I bought this book from Doc's News so we were just talking about it. I gotta Dead- decide which cover I want. I got Deadly Neighborhood Spider Man number one. You probably didn't get that. I think um, I did. Dead Mall number one. Yeah, mall horror. I love it. DC's Terror Through Time, number one. Yes. Uh, Dark Ride, number one. Yeah, theme park horror. <laughs> yeah. Damn Them All, number one. Yes. Crypt of Shadows, number one. No. What was that one? I don't know. Why didn't I get that one? to look that up chicken devil volume two number one which you probably either decided to do trades or nothing yeah crypt of shadows that's marvel oh it's the marvel halloween yeah brooding muse why didn't i get this one was this in previews yeah it was i missed this one Did you get Brooding Muse, number one? Is that a magazine? I don't know. It's 417. Yeah, I got it. Uh, Black Adam, Justice Society Files, Dr. Fate. You probably didn't care. Uh, Batman, One Bad Day, Penguin. Batman Incorporated, number one. Yeah. Batman Gotham Knights Gilded City number one. You missed uh, Beware Witch's Shadow, Fangs for Memories number one. Yeah, I missed it because it's not listed as number one. Uh-huh. I mean, it's listed as Beware Witch's Shadow, Happy New Fear cover A on mine. There's no number one, and I'm just searching for number ones. Gotcha. 
Uh, Batman Scooby-Doo Mysteries, number one. Axe, X-Men, number one. Axe Starfax, number one. Axe Iron Fist, number one. Axe Eternals, number one. Uh, Art of Hell Witch versus Lady Death, Wargasm, number one. <laughs> I know you don't get that because of the cost. Um, that was six ninety-nine. Argus, number one. No. Archie's oh, Halloween Spectacular, number one. Yes. Approach, number one. I'm looking up Argus to see what it is. Okay. Uh, approach, yeah. American Jesus Revelation, number one. That's like a second volume, so you probably didn't get that. No. Alpha Betas, number one. Yeah, did you see that's like... It was previously solicited under a different publisher. Yeah. This is listed under... Uh, uh, what is the name of the... What not, right? Yeah, isn't that yeah. the app? Yeah. Yeah, the app's bringing it out now. Guardian, a Guardian number one, and Three yeah. Keys number one. Yeah. Yeah, so we're pretty much on. On, on the same page. It's a lot. That's and uh, number one. I added, uh, I added the one that I missed because I didn't know about the Charles Soul. I'm glad you pointed that out. Yeah, yeah, that would have been. That would have been a big miss. Yeah, that would have sucked if I had been like, "Hey, let's read <laughs> New York Ninja," and you'd be like, "What?" Well, well that yeah, would have pissed Charles me Forsman off book, because be I like, like I actually like Charles Forsman a lot. Like I like <laughs> his stuff a lot. Like I think he's very innovative. Like he's a he's a very depressed dude, but. He he writes really good stories. Well, you can't say he's a very depressed dude because you don't know. That. Well, I think judging I think from he, his his stories are very depressing. <laughs> well, I think the way he's channel like I think he's said in some of his books that he he had a weird growing up. So yeah, I assume his no, yeah. I guess in order to get that kind of realism, it's probably based somewhat in reality. Yeah. So let's jump into Sandman, Nightmare Country, number right. one. This is by James Tinian IV, or four, and Lisandro Etherin Yannick Panquit. Yeah, IV. I did that on purpose, Barb. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't do that because I was an idiot. <laughs> I know James Tynan, or otherwise known as Tiny Onion. Yeah, James Tiny Onion IV. IV. <laughs> that's how he likes his name. That's how he likes to be pronounced. The last time I saw him, I can't remember who I was with, but I was at a bar. Were you there? He, it was a bar on at the hotel in no it was in Baltimore so you wouldn't have been there everything's in Baltimore 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 yeah 
Yeah, he was. In, this was before he blew up on Batman, but he was still pretty successful. But we're well, talking. You have, to, you have to be pretty successful to get the Batman. Yeah. <laughs> franchise. Yeah. This one I liked, and I'm not a Sandman. I, I'm not a Sandman guy. A Sandman guy. I'm a Sandman guy. I love the art, like the interiors. I thought they were fantastic. It, I'm I'm less of a fan of the main story, but I like the I, I preferred the art in the story within the story. Which one? Panquit? Yeah, the Panic. Which ones were his? Panquit. I couldn't. I didn't it's count the, pages to. It, it, it's where they jump to the dreaming. Oh, where they kind of do the opening of the Sandman series, where you got Pumpkinhead and the bird flying. Yeah, when they show the they show kind of yeah the history of Corinthian. That's weird because those are the pages that I that I'm least uh, favorable of. Well, those, I, those are... I, I I love this other like this bar scene. That's the other my sh- that's my shit right there. You know this this art kind of reminds me of like a, a more conservative version of the art in those uh, I can't remember the artist's name, but those uh, John Hughes comics like America I think. Oh, the Overlook comics. Yeah, they had one artist. Oh shit! Yeah, China that, that yeah, that does look like it. That's why I like it. Remember, I was telling you. Yeah, you're a big fan uh, of that. Oh yeah. yeah, that's a good that's a good uh, take from it. It's like that, but it's a little more traditional. Yeah, it's not as outrageous not as on the legs and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But it does but some, have that look and the the way yeah, cool the chin, watercolor kind the of chins look. are drawn and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. That's why I think I like it. Yeah, you like this style, I think. So this, this, I, I don't, I, you, you, you'll probably get like a lot of Easter eggs and stuff out of this that I won't because I'm not very Sandman literate. I read, <laughs> I read one through eight, and I almost passed out and gave them to Barb <laughs> and and said, "Hey, Barb, you read this," and I don't know if she liked it that much, but. I didn't really like it. I kept buying it, but I didn't like it. Um, I really liked issue eight when they introduced death. I remember yeah. liking that issue and saying, well, this is more like to my liking. And uh, this this one read r- really well to me. I, I watched the first episode of The Sandman. Mm-hmm. Um, I have I not yet watched I it. I kind of fell asleep because it was so slow, but. Um, it I can't say it wasn't well done. It looks it looks amazing, but it's not an exercise show. I'll tell you that. I I'm not gonna get on the elliptical and watch that. There's no way in hell. It won't take you away. No, the pacing will. It'll make it feel like, oh God, am I almost done yet? This, this, <laughs> like, I'm tired of exercise. How far have I walked? Ten yeah. minutes. No, oh, come on. <laughs> Nothing worse than being tired of of exercising and looking and seeing that you're only like yeah, that's 11 not, minutes into it. <laughs> it's a show I'd have to watch in the morning when I'm awake and alert. And um, 
This was really good, though. I like the opening bar scene where, you know, there's this girl. Who's the fat creature? Is that, like, despair? I wasn't sure. I don't, don't actually I'm, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not aware I of the Endless too well. But uh, let me see. Sandman. Yeah, it's... That's what, when it comes to Sandman, I, I read it, but I read it such a long time ago that I don't remember a lot of the details. That's what, at some point I intend on doing a reread of Sandman. Let's just, have to decide if I want to do it before watching the show or not. I just need to say, who's the fat guy? Um, is it Delirium? No, it's not Delirium. Delirium's the wacky dressed one. Endless. Let me see images. Yeah, I don't know who it is. Maybe he's not one of the endless. I thought he was. I think it's just uh, Jabba the Hutt. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> well, she... That's what it looks like. She's quite the character because she's talking about her dreams, and her dreams are kind of fucked up. And she's, yeah, she's an artist. Yeah, she's telling some dude about yeah her dreams and, and how when uh, she was a kid she used to have dreams that her house was made of candy. Yeah, and then she bit into a statue, and she almost broke her teeth. <laughs> and then she went into this painting in the ocean and all kinds of stuff. And this guy's just listening, and it's like, are we going to fuck yet? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> are we story ready? going to be done? I'm going to go back to my place. And I think they went back to her place, but she does see the big fat yeah. guy. And I think that guy is something. Yeah, in the bar. Like yeah, for sure. It's, it's glutton, or I don't know what the hell all this stuff is. But um, he's there. And then they go have some sex, but... It, I guess he's snoring on top of her. And then he wakes up. He has a nightmare. And he has a nightmare that he's like melting or she's melting. And then the Corinthian shows up with his eye, creepy eyeballs and his teeth. His and teeth eyes. This, this girl was painting him. like, Which is odd to begin with. I'm like, why the hell? How does she know about the Corinthian? But she she's she's been painting him, and then it cuts back to like uh your, the the art that you like. Yeah, they go to the dreaming. The dreaming where it talks about more of the Corinthians' origin, so you learn that. It doesn't even look like Yannick Panket's art to me. Like it it's super detailed. Like it looks really good. It kind of reminds and, me and of... And usually he has a thicker line. Like, that's what I know him from. It, especially it reminds on me of more cover. traditional kind of Sandman art. Or almost like Fables art. Yeah. Like that kind of style. A very clean line. So this guy finally Rich wakes chill. up from his nightmare, and he's talking to the girl, and he's like, that's some real nightmare shit. I'm going to get going. And he just leaves... And then somebody knocks on her door, and it's the Corinthian. And he's got shades on, obviously. But she's naked. She has to get dressed. She gets the door. 
And then it cuts to these fucked up Mr. Ecstasy and Mr. Agony. Agony and, yeah. Ecstasy. They're killing some dude. <laughs> yeah. They're basically killing. This guy looks like he's got a face sewn onto his face. Yeah. Mr. Agony. Oh, no, Mr. The... Mr. Agony looks like he's the 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 guy from Pulp Fiction, the Gimp. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's got a, 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 a like a luchador mask that zips up, but he hasn't opened, unzipped. And this guy ends up losing his head. They kill him. But whatever's on this yacht is despair or whatever his not you said it wasn't despair but whatever no, this guy despair. is I said it wasn't delirium oh, okay i yeah. don't know who it is it doesn't say anywhere in the book but i think but i've he, seen that character before but he's got tongues for eyes yeah he looks like glut glutton from the sins of the seven deadly sins yeah uh, here's a picture of him but they don't have they don't have uh I'm just looking at images and I think I see him. He looks different because he's smaller, but uh he's a big fat blob. And more yeah, despair. That's it. I think it's despair then. It might be. I'm just going through a bunch of images and there's one image that shows uh yeah, despair always used to be. It looked like a like a fat old lady. Yeah, and it was supposed to be an old lady. I think this is an obfuscated fat old lady. Yeah, it could be. Although I would have thought that, it was a man that initially. Was, that was that was my guess. Well, yeah, I'm not sure if it. You said it was Jabba. That's what you said, if I remember correctly. It looks, like, it looks like Java. I think it is. I think it's a, it, except it can't be because this is DC, not Marvel. Yeah. So there goes my theory. I thought I thought we had. And, and you really fucked up all our listeners. Like Reed probably went off and bought the first Job of the Hut. <laughs> because, yeah, Job of the Hut. Uh, It's probably worth more than the first despair. <laughs> <laughs> Possible. Although, if it was in Sandman number one, that's probably worth some money. Well, that, of the show. I'm just for kicks. Uh, I'm going to look up first appearance of despair. I don't know how to spell it. There. That's not the right despair. Sandman, first despair. There's a lot of despairs, even in Marvel. The Dollhouse, number two. Is that even a sep separate comic? Is no, there a no, comic called Dollhouse? No, Dollhouse was a story storyline in Sandman. Why would they say dollhouse number two? 
I don't know. Was it? Was there a separate? I don't think there was. There's the dollhouse family, but that's not it. Yeah. Right. There's definitely well, a storyline cool. doll's house. That was my one of my favorite storylines. I even have that comic book, and I didn't. I was gonna say, damn, that looks cool, but which one? The dollhouse one? <laughs> no, Doll Island. Doll Island. Yeah, I haven't read it, but it's from 2019. Source Point Press. It's a trade. I have a seven dollar comic book. Oh, it's probably just a thick one. Oh, it's Mirror Mortal. I have to find my phone. DNS. Hey Siri, where are you? Do you hear it? I don't know where my phone is. I know Call Bill it. was texting me, like Bill was saying, I can't log in. I can't log in. And I was texting back. He said, use your phone, dumbass. Which I don't think I have Skype on my phone. Now you made me lose my phone. So I hope you're happy. You talking to Barb? No, I'm talking to you. <laughs> because you were clowning around. I couldn't find my keys either, Barb, so I don't know what oh, you man. did with them when you came home. I had to take my... I couldn't find it in that satchel, the Armstrong satchel. Children, don't get old. You lose your phone, you lose your keys. How can I lose my phone? I was talking to you. I was texting you. Oh, there it is. I found it. Hey, Siri. Turn off Bluetooth. There you go, Barb. Crisis averted, listeners. I'll edit that out. Not. Oh, oh do you have conflicts? Bluetooth conflicts? We have Bluetooth conflicts because she's going to go listen to music. And I usually listen to podcasts. She usually watches the news unless it's on the weekend. So I'm starting to like this soda. Okay, so I don't know if I'm... Bless you. I'm going to go wash my hand quick. Hang on. Keep talking. Where, where was it? Where was your hand? Well, anyway, Bill's going to wash his hand. You know, they say, man who go to bed with uh, smelly fingers <laughs> with itchy butt wake up with smelly fingers. That's what Bill is doing. So, yes, I liked Sandman Nightmare Country. I thought it was really good. Which was really I, good? I liked all the DC books I read this week, but the best thing I read this week was Flashpoint Beyond. That was badass. Mm. I loved it. Did you wash your hands? I did. Man who go to bed with itchy butt, wake up with smelly fingers. <laughs> no comment. There you go. 
So while we're in DC, we should talk about Superman uh, Space Age. My wife gave me some potatoes. And you ate it with your hands? Yeah, well, they're like like uh, potato chips, like whatever. Thicker, fresh potato chips. Potato. Oh, homemade potato chips? Yeah, they're from Naf Naf. What is Naf Naf? It's like a Middle Eastern Chipotle type restaurant. Oh. Anyway, they're greasy, and I can't I can't go through comics with greasy fingers. With greasy fingers. Like if I saw someone with greasy fingers going through my comics, I would I would I would murder them <laughs> in, their, in their sleep. As you're listening to the heartbeats. Rob was talking about that on our podcast the other list. He's like, how do you put up with that motherfucker that listens to the heartbeats and then puts the earplugs in? And I'm like, I don't know why he puts the goddamn earplugs. So he doesn't have to hear the heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, son of a bitch. The, I don't want to hear the heartbeat. Why do you turn on the goddamn thing to begin with if you're going to put in earplugs? It makes no goddamn sense. It makes sense. It makes you know sense. how terrifying it is to wake up in the middle of the night and heal a telltale heart beating? And it, even at that time, I was like, oh, it's just this fucking machine. And then I saw in the next morning that there were earplugs on your nightstand. And I'm like, son of a bitch. What the <laughs> fuck is going on here? <laughs> I, like cr- I crank the heartbeat as loud as I can. <laughs> And I put it in your plugs because it's too loud. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so your mic's lying there in bed. Dun, 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 yeah. dun. It's like, is that my heart? <laughs> Bill likes to think he's in the, I guess, in the birthing tube. I like to yeah go way up in the... Vagina. Vagina hole. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you feel at home. It does. Helps me sleep. So we got Superman Space Age by Mark Russell and Matt yeah. or Michael Alred with Laura Alred. This took a while to read. Yeah, it did. It was it was a lot longer. It was very different than what I expected. It started off like what I expected, but didn't end in like I expected it to be. Interesting. Yeah, it started off, like, I thought with, like, a message, like, usually what Mark Russell tries to say. Mm-hmm. And then it it turned out to be, to me, uh, like a coming of age of the superheroes, kind of like a new frontier from Superman's right. viewpoint. Yes. But then it would like switch. Okay, here's Batman. He's trying to win the or Bruce. He's trying to win the the military contract against Lex Luthor. <clears throat> but this can't be in like continuity because Luthor was. Yeah, I figured it was. Yeah, I figured Luther, it was. Luthor, Luthor, we know that Luthor did not blow up Coast City, but he did here. Yep. That son of a bitch was testing out his bunker. Well, he's also trying to start a start a war so he can yes make money. to make money. 
so that was that was odd. I, I I found it really odd in some aspects because it had like obscurity to it. Like it had Pyra from Crisis on Infinite Earths, where he goes to the bar and, and talks to Pyra, and he's like, "Yeah, this is gonna, you know, the end of the world's gonna happen, you know, around here." And that's kind of how the the story opens up. It's like it's almost like the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine, but no, <laughs> he's in the Fortress of Solitude and he's with Laura, Lois and all shit is, is breaking loose. And then it kind of cuts back to the past mm-hmm. with him growing up in in Smallville and learning from both fathers, from Jorel and Jonathan, and then actually getting the job at the paper, uh, working at the Daily Planet while Lois has all the good good stuffs and gives him the shitty the shitty work to do. And he also had his his very first flight and he was seen seen by the military and they thought it was uh the Ruskies. Yeah, and that was Hal Jordan. I don't know if you caught that. Well that was late that was oh in the plane? Yeah. Hal Jordan shot him down and then later mm-hmm. on shot down the other plane no I thought he shot him because I thought the Ruskies were in the submarine yeah what was the later part you're talking about then the later part, Hal Jordan comes in, and he actually runs into Abensor, so it's kind of like his origin. Mm-hmm. The whole Pyra thing is very strange because it talks about the Anti Monitor. Oh, that's where he was investigating because he got put on the uh, Kooks and whatever column. Article, yeah. So he was following up on stories of crazy people. You learn a lot about um, Pa Kent's, uh, Jonathan Kent's World War II kind of uh, experiences, mm-hmm. which were not favorable because he did end up killing a, a child in one of the the scenes. One of the, yeah, they were clearing out the caves. And you saw how black, how, um, see, I thought, I thought Luther was going to blackmail, uh, Lois's dad because he shows up early on, but he ends up blackmailing this other guy because of his gambling addiction. So he'll win the contract from Bruce Wayne. Right. Right. Because he wants the government contract. And then there's some stuff on segregation where Lois spends time in jail with some African Americans. Yeah, she gets arrested and ends up in a cell with some protesters. Yeah. Interviews them while she's there. I can't believe Lex. He tells like that intern dude, why don't you just go up there and 
you get a better paycheck, I'll you know get promoted. <laughs> he wants him to get out of the bunker. <laughs> And they do introduce Wonder Woman here somewhere, I think, right? Or am I thinking of something else? No, they do. Yeah, I can't remember if it was at the end or... Yeah, it's at the very end. they hit on it earlier. At the United Nations building. And I like that Bruce created, like, the suits for the military... Which eventually he was trying became to, the bat suit. Yeah. yeah, he was trying to sell them to the military, but they weren't interested. And then he ended up using them himself. I think they were interested. I think he could have won the bid. It's just what Luther was blackmailing the. Oh, the, the guy dude. That was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, this was really good. I gave it a four out of five. It it took me a good yeah, I, I don't know th- twenty to thirty minutes to read. Yeah, it so. took me a while. It took me a while. There's a lot in here, and the art, of course, is good because it's all red art. Looks like what you would expect, but it it was interesting because it did hit on a lot of different aspects of the DC universe. Yeah, I thought it was good. It was it was definitely an enjoyable read. I gave Sandman and that a four out of five. Me too. Same Z's. Now let's go talk Sulphur Wells because I didn't understand what I read. Sulphur Wells. I don't know it. why I didn't understand. I read it a while it. ago. Uh, let me tell you about the story about this thing. So like I I found a system where I can find stuff in my in the storage locker. But yes. you know what I I. We talked about this the last episode. I said, I th- I thought this was a a CE a comics experience title because there's no Blood Moon on here on the cover. There's no Blood Moon on the back either. Did you notice that? No, the only Blood Moon Moon is in the Indicia, I think. Yeah. So. Because of that, I filed it with CEX because they have that weird small logo. Yeah, I would not. I would not have. I would have thought this was like SourcePoint Press or something. And then I couldn't find it. But then I, as I was getting frustrated and ready to leave, I didn't think I was, you put it by publisher. Oh yeah, it is by publisher, by date. Okay. Everything's by publisher, but I was looking under uh, Blood Moon, so I. I got the Blood Moon stuff. And I was like, oh, it's not here. And then I remembered as I was getting ready to leave, I was confused with the logo, and me and Bill talked about them not having the Blood Moon logo. And then I'm like, oh, I bet I filed under CEX. And sure enough, I did. There it was. But this is by Otis Crane with pencils by Sarah Stella Scalia. And she's a... Is she she did the pencils, inks, and the colors. She did it all. Yeah. And it's good. I like her art. I did like her art. I didn't think... Yeah, she's from Italy. They actually have a biography of her. Yeah, I, saw, I read the biography. I didn't... I didn't think the writer and the artist meshed well, though. 
because I, I, did. I was a little confused. I don't know if I was confused. I mean, it took a little while to figure out what was going on. Well, this Talmadge guy, like it opens up with him sleeping in the forest. And then it goes back, a flashback to his mother killing herself. Right, earlier that year. And then it shows his life growing up, and his father went to prison. And then I guess growing up, he grew up in a lot of foster homes. And then he was like in a drug dealer kind of scenario, at least from what I understand. Because yeah, there's that scene where trailer. they're all plastered and then he meets a buddy Conrad and then they go out to the lake and they're able to learn to get was it crabs or lobster I can't remember yeah they're fishing for something and all along there's this body of water that I really don't understand like the sulfur wells sulfur wells yeah and they go back in the past and the so I was hoping you could explain it a little bit to me because I, I got a little lost. I think it's where, like, what do they say about it? They give you all these maps. Yeah. See, folks came from all over to cure their ills and socialize. So it's kind of just this well, this well, sulfur well where people. Like hot whatever. springs. Yeah, like a hot springs. <laughs> I was watching oh. it. I was watching uh, the new vacation movie, you know, where it's supposed to be Rusty and his family uh, going on vacation. Yeah. And they go into this hot spring, and it's really like sewage. <laughs> like where the sewer is yeah. dumping right into it, and they're bathing in <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, that was like a tingles. funny. That was a funny scene because Christina Applegate was getting all the the turd and the bottom of the bottom and wiping it all over. Oh, this mud bath feels fantastic. Oh, the mud, yeah. <laughs> She's wiping it all over herself. Yeah, that was <laughs> And then That's the kid good. pulls out, like, this this big old rubber <laughs> out of the water. And <laughs> and then they're like, what the fuck is going on? And then they said, what's that on your... Then they start smelling it, yeah. Yeah, it's like, what's on your ear? <laughs> And it's like some an attached ear in there. He like pulled up like somebody had disposed of an ear in there. Ear. And it was like attached <laughs> to his ear. And then they get out and they were robbed. Like they, they took everything from their oh, car. They took everything. Yeah. yeah. But it the, the that was like the sulfur wells right there to me. They took a bath in sulfur wells. But yeah, are there any points in this story that that like I, I'm missing or? Well, they do talk about like the history of the town. What do I say? Learn of people who have died in the in the water. Oh, so they kind of tell you like people over the years who have died in the in the river or in the water. About how a man's kids were killed in by the army during the Civil War. Yeah, they give a lot of history, like, of different 
aspects of kind of this the town and what has gone on and then kind of the 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 big uh climax kind of scene is when they're uh oh here's the page yeah so they show like over the years people jumping in the water and getting killed by something and the two dudes are out fishing and the one guy's under the water and he sees like a some kind of creature under the water and then he quickly jumps back into the boat and they like take off quickly so apparently they know that there's something in the water that kills people yeah interesting enough i i wanted something else out of this story like i get the gist of it this this body of water has a huge history there's people dying and then there's this 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 kid which i think is our main character that sees the the like merman creature in the same area he lost his mom i think in sulfur wells i think i'm not i'm not 100% yeah. sure well cuz there's i don't know if the like lake or river or whatever it is is how it's related to the sulfur wells yeah i don't either it's the same thing i like the art but i i I don't know it's the way the story's told that i think i'm missing It it does jump it does jump around a lot and it does seem like subsequent issues are going to fill in a lot of the connect a lot of the stories i guess yeah i liked it though i thought each of the individual little stories were interesting i was interested enough but i gave it a three out of five i I gave it a four out of five i I figured you'd be there but i i I, I actually i actually try to do some um Go. Re- I wanted to read some reviews just to s- f- see if they would fill in some of the holes that I had in my reading experience, and I couldn't find anything out there. So I, I found that interesting. Like I-, I-, I found some sites that had like bookmarks for it, but nobody had rated it and nobody had reviewed it. So like, interesting. It was very weird. Usually I can find somebody that either hates it or likes it. And I can yeah. read both articles and then say, oh, I missed, like, this is one of the points that this guy got that I missed, you know, like, because I, I felt there was something missing in it. I don't know if it was, uh, I, I think I got the same thing out of the story. I just didn't like the way it was put. I don't, I don't know if I would have like started that. with the historical stuff first and then yeah. worked my way up to the that present. That does kind or... of slow, I guess, the main story down a little bit. Because they keep jumping between the, the, the two kids or the, the two dudes in the water fishing and then and kind of his life and then stories about the history of the town. Yeah. But I liked it. I, I, I thought it was a good read. And it's certainly something that you could read more than once to, to get more out of it. I don't know. I, I'm looking forward to reading the the full story. Yeah, I will read it. Well, I enjoyed it. I actually think Endangered is the first story that they've collected. Like I saw the the new previews was collecting Endangered from Blood Moon, 
but before okay. that i haven't seen anything collected yeah i don't think so they like have. so i i don't know but they haven't been around that ever that long. see a collection well true because they haven't finished even the storyline for the the river monster which i liked a lot that's still in work but i know the the one with the tree i know that one finished and i didn't see a trade for that so i don't I don't know what their publishing strategy is. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I would expect... I mean, I'm expecting it to be a trade. I hope there's going to be a trade. Otherwise, I got to go back and find these issues. Maybe you'll find it in a dollar bin at C2E2. <laughs> But I don't think Absolutely. so. I, this is one title that if you don't pre-order, I don't think you're ever going to find it. That That's just my opinion. Probably not, yeah. Because I don't think anybody's going to stock stock it on the shelf. I, I have not... I mean, this is just speaking for Colorado Springs, but I have not seen any, any Blood Moon comics Blood on Moon. the shelves. Oh, that, I, I lied. I saw the the river monster ones. But I haven't seen anything beyond issue one. And I think issues two have come out. Yeah. I liked Endangered a lot more. I'll tell you that. And I liked the Devil Tree and the other two. So this is the one that I think the art was well done. I like this one. I liked all the stories. So, like, there's that Civil War story. Yeah. And there was that. I don't know. I liked it. Two poor kids that got their bodies dragged by horses. Yeah, down the street. Down the street, and then you see their heads on a porch. I don't know. What I give Endangered? I'll give that a 4 out of 5, too. I thought Endangered was way better. I liked them both. I recommend them both. We got some jungle comics. Where are jungle? Where did I put those? Welcome to the jungle! What do we read? Five and six. Oh, yeah. Back of six. I wonder if I read six. I read four and five. You read four and five. What are you doing? <laughs> Let me see if I read six. Close enough. Oh, yeah, um, I read six. Where number, is it? number five has a great cover. It's got like a Tarzan and Jane and a saber tooth, but it's not really Tarzan and Jane. It's Rula and Jojo. Oh, there's six. I found it. Rula and Jojo on the cover. Oh yeah. It looks like Jo Rula is. What has she got in her hand on the cover? It looks like is a, that uh... a soda can. <laughs> it's like a push pop. <laughs> push pop I don't know that's unusual for a jungle cover whatever the hell it is 
it doesn't it looks out of place uh, so if you drew this cover which looks fantastic it looks like you took some uh, brutes and babes uh, lessons from wizard magazine here and you drew this cover that definitely looks like Bart Sears muscles and abs on on Jojo yeah, what, is it a cell phone it could be a cell phone or a soda pop the way she's holding it let me see if she's holding anything. She's in the drinking story. Nike Cola. <laughs> it does have a switch. A switch <laughs> on it. Nope, she's not holding anything in, in the story. So, so please, if from. you drew the cover to Jungle Comics, what is she holding? But my God, if you open to page one and look at the credits. On the upper right-hand corner, <laughs> they must have taken some lessons from Sulphur Wells here, because holy shit! Uh, we see the stories by uh, famous Chuck Dixon, with art by Alessio Narcerino, with coloring by Lonnie Webb, and uh, this story's been going on since Jungle Comics number one, but off and on. I think it's taken a a break here and there. I don't there. think so, because this is for part. Fart. Part five? Oh, yeah, it part is part five. five. It's number five. So. It's fart five. Uh, it's just changed because the first part was like a different character, but he got killed. <laughs> yeah, he did. And then Rula but was this introduced. This is uh, Rula and Jojo getting uh, attacked and running into a T Rex. Actually, this one ties back to the first story, right? Because they end up seeing the creature that killed. The first dude. Yeah, the T-Rex? Yeah. I think. Did the monkey allude to it? Maybe not. I do like the art in this one, though, because do you see Brutes and Babes art, like Bart Sears kind of look to it? I do. Uh, yeah, definitely. Not as refined, the, but it looks muscles. so yeah. like him. And I like the way they he draws Rula a lot. It's a very uh, Maguire-esque look to Rula to me. The face? Yeah. Yeah, I can see that in some panels. But in this one, they end up in bad shape and, and JoJo's on the ground and it says the end? Question mark. So I don't know, like... They've done this a couple of times, and with the next story, they always at the end of it saying, is this the end of Bird Eater, David and Goliath? And that's like, I don't know. I like that one as well. The the, the As far as Rula and Jojo, the, the first issue was probably the best, but it's it's still a good story. And this story gets weird because, like, at the end... The dudes start getting like sucked up into space. Yeah. Which was strange for a jungle guy. <laughs> well, that's where they got that colonel that they were with. Rula and Jojo was with. They kind of like zapped him away. Yeah. And he's like, run, Jojo. And he's like, Jojo has you. And he pulls off his shoe. <laughs> Ugh, it falls to the ground. And that's how it ends. And JoJo is, in all fairness, 
he's kind of like Tarzan, but he's like he acts talks like the Hulk. He's like Tarzan's dumb little brother. Yeah. I think the Tarzan guy was the guy in the first story. That got killed? That got killed, yeah. And now we have Jojo, his dumb little brother. <laughs> and then we got the uh, David and Goliath bird eater adventure where this kid was raised by a, a spider and he shrinks down to nothing and ends up in that spider container. And I guess his parents were killed in the explosion. And so he's raised by a, a bird-eating spider. Mm-hmm. And he runs across a, a girl that wants yeah. to get him out of there. Yeah, she figured out how to shrink herself down, so she went in to rescue him. And she thinks the, the mother, who he calls mother, is going to eat him. Because these spiders are known for turning on their young. And at the end of this one, there's a snake that shows up. And it says, to be continued. Write to the publisher to demand more adventures. I did it. Did you really? No. I should. Because no, there's already, it, there's already more adventures. To? Does it tell me who to write to? Would I write to Dave, Ben Dunn? Or who do I write to? I guess to? so, yeah. Just write to Ben Dunn. I think Ben Dunn's uh, Facebook page was hacked, though. It's There's some weird shit going on there. All right. I'll have to yeah. follow it. <laughs> uh, this Fever one is pretty cool. Hey, what was this? This is the one with... It talks about, you know... Oh, this is the, the dickhead in going yeah. on a safari. But, and then he's taking a long gun. He's like, oh, this is just for my protection. But then he ends up killing a monkey on purpose. And the monkey wasn't doing anything but yelling. And then there's that witch priestess who kind of uh, didn't like that they killed the monkey and puts a curse yep. on him, I think. And then Hidden Island is kind of like lost in the middle of a jungle. Mm-hmm where there's just a bunch of people in a plane that are just trying to survive. Yeah, so in this story the one of the guys on the ship was or on the plane was an air marshal and he was transporting weapons on the ship so he wants them to go to the ship to or he wants to go to back to the ship that's the fuselage or whatever that's underwater and recover the weapons. And he does recover some stuff during the first dive. The second dive, he runs into like a huge dinosaur-looking water creature and has to retreat. So they're surrounded by dinosaurs. Yeah. I like my jungle comics. I always have, <laughs> and I always will. And yeah, I always spend a lot of money on, on having comics. to buy Kickstarters. Because that's where I get my jungle fix. And the number six, we get our first issue of Fauna, the Jungle Girl. And I think the art looks great in here. He, the artist mm -hmm. is not a uh, 
great sequential storyteller, but he's more of a... Uh, let me draw this cool painting of Jungle Girl and the animals, and then I'll... The writer will supply the... Captions? Cap, the, yeah. It's basically all captions. Oh, he's the, he's, he's the writer and the artist. Uh, F. Newton Birchall. Oh, is he? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's any dialogue. I think it's all captions. And it's about her running with a bunch of uh, apes that look yeah. like they're from Gorilla City. Yeah, this one didn't really move me that much, but the art was certainly nice to look at. Uh, same, same here. I mean, the the story wasn't great, but I think I think a lot of the panels are, if you want to call them panels, they they look like they could be covers. They look really great, even the action stances and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. And we get another birdie deer adventure by Scott G. Scott O. Brown and Rosfiri Petroza. I like this bird eater. I think this is a good ongoing. Yeah, but, I like the art too. Yeah. And this one. Yeah, it's one of my favorites of the. Well, there's one panel in this where the kid is jumping down and it's like. The angle is like you can see his foot first. <laughs> yeah. Where he's cool, yelling, Lilith! Cool, uh, That's the uh, girl that went cool. into the tank to try to rescue him. Uh, she's getting attacked by the snake from the previous issue. And things don't look so good. Um, David does get to stab the snake and all, but uh, it looks like the, the bird-eating uh, mother uh, spider she sacrificed sacrifices herself, herself uh, save for her. to save him, yeah. And then they return to human size. How did they return? Did she have a device? What did she do? They don't really show, but yeah, I always assumed that she had a de- Well, because she shrunk herself down, I assume she had the ability to get big again. But he didn't want to leave, but after this, he was ready to leave. Fever Part 2. It's more of that asshole hunter saying he's not really hunting anything. And then actually trying to kill a, a rare leopard of some sort. Yeah, snow leopard. It was. And he ends up running into the witch lady again and she sucks some vampire bats on him. And I think he gets bit by mosquitoes because you see the mosquitoes. Either that or the mosquitoes bit the bats and the bats infected him with the disease. Yeah, as soon as they're on the plane he ends up uh, getting the, the fever and bleeding from the eye sockets and dying. Hidden, hidden Island, they were going to get attacked by raptors. 
and somebody in like a World War II fighting jet comes and uh, slaughters the raptors and saves them. I think the story, the stories are really well told. Like I like them. This is a good anthology. I didn't, I didn't see a weakness in any of the stories. I mean, the first story is kind of like weak in plot, but it has some really nice artwork. Yeah, that was the only one that didn't really, I didn't care for. But the other ones, I have enjoyed all of them. Yeah, I like the Jungle comics. It's got a great cover too. I like their cover. I like their cover art. That's really good. Yeah, I wonder who did the cover of number six. Yeah, I wish they'd give the credits inside. Yeah, it's weird that they don't. Is Ben Dunn the president? Is he? Yeah, I think I think he owns it. Yeah. I should write him and and tell him I, I enjoying these things. Cuz anthologies like the next one that we're going to get into, I don't get all the stories and this one's by image. And I swear I just struggle through at least half every episode. Which one? Got, oh, the image. The image, image number 4. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -oh. Well, the, my 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 problem with this is we're covering this almost every show, and there's at least half the stories I just can't remember, like at all. Like I just don't, I don't remember. The first story I always remember because that's the prisoners in the middle of a snowstorm. Yeah. Remember that one? Jeff Johns and. Uh, Andrea I remember Amidi. the shift one, although this the shift I didn't really understand because it seemed to not be aligned with the rest of the story. <laughs> well, it seemed to change focus with the yeah, main was... character and somebody else. Yeah. And then there was the nice Maria Lovett artwork. Yeah, that's the new the new one. And we always like her art. And then, yeah, I liked I like that one. I did the, too, uh... but I didn't quite get it the ones i don't understand are the red stitches i have no idea what's going on in that story other than there's the fox stole that manipulates people or something yeah i'm lost i'm lost 100 percent red stitches and the one after it too they, they'll seem to hopeless the, that one i like i like that i like the hopeless but then the Gehenna one, I love the artwork. But the story is uh, it's hard to follow. What the one with the the, the woman protecting the boy? Yeah. I like that one. That one's straightforward to me. The Gehenna one, I I like a lot. The Haspel one, I don't know why it exists with one page like it. Yeah, I don't understand that one at all. The Scotty Young you one, I, I I actually like them. Those give me a break between stories, yeah. and it just They're, that's just light yeah, and humor. Yeah. 
this time. The art in this, that last one, though, is, god dang, it looks awesome. I love it. I love it. I wouldn't even want to see this in color, I don't think. I'd leave it black and white. Oh, it has to be black and white. For sure. It has, like, a, I, I don't, like a Mad Magazine look to it or something. It does have a little bit of a magnum. It's like a cross between. I like. I think it's a cross between like a Klaus Janssen and Mad Magazine. Yeah, <laughs> like if it's... Klaus Janssen did a Mad Magazine comic. But you know how Mad Magazine would always like poke fun of the, I don't know, contemporary shows and stuff like that, and they'd have these artists like draw, whatever that is. This is like yeah, that art style. Like it looks like it looks like it. The woman certainly is. She has kind of like a, I don't know, Rubenesque kind of face, like a, mm. and then big old boobs. <laughs> <laughs> so this one, yeah, she's the one who, she she abducted the uh, mob boss's kid, right? Mm-hmm. And she's on the run. But she's trying to protect the kid at the same time. I can't remember if she abducted him or was protecting him. She's protecting him, but I think she abducted him too. Yeah, both. Well, yeah, I guess she abducted him, but he needs she needs him to be alive, otherwise, because that's her leverage against the mob boss who killed her husband and kid. Yeah, I've been looking at the solicitations for this, and we got some cool shit coming up so like there's there's enough in here that I want to keep caught up with to keep me buying it yeah and there was a couple new stories in this one like you said the love it one her art is amazing like it which I like that one I don't understand it entirely yet it's about a woman who works for a museum and she she's undercover or something it's just like she stole some jewelry, but then she returned it and gave the security guard some money. So. That's what I don't get, but she has like something going on because the guy spills coffee on her and or the girl, the the woman, and she's like, uh, "Well, thank you for doing that. It gives me like an excuse to get around something." And yeah, give her an excuse to go to the basement. Yeah, return return the jewelry. But I don't know why she gave. And she, she bribes the, the security guard like hundreds of dollars. Yeah, is it just so she could? She was just like sleeping in the jewelry. It's weird. Yeah. It's like you said. I don't know exactly what's going on, but it's intriguing. Yeah, and the artwork is phenomenal. So. Yeah, she's she draws gorgeous. And, and then the, there's uh, makeshift. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say the first story was interesting too because they add the like a supernatural monster oh, yeah. aspect yeah, the to the whole prisoners thing. Prisoners got attacked. Yeah. While crossing. While the design to of the... that creature looks really weird. Yeah. What does he have on his stomach? Like, are the eyeballs or suckers or? <laughs> I don't know what they are. It looks so weird. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. So basically the. Security guards are transporting the prisoners because they got stuck by the blizzard. So they're walking across the tundra and they get attacked. 
And like you said, Shift was really weird this month, but it was still it's still good. Because he was like giving her his armor to somebody else to try out. Yeah, because he couldn't figure out how to use it. Yeah. And she was able to at least use it to create spirals on the ceiling. Yeah, I wasn't sure exactly how this ties in with the whole shift story. It was weird. And then this series is like a prelude to Kaya, the the one that we just ordered. Well, I ordered. You didn't. Yeah, I didn't order it. This it one was. Me over. I, I did like this one. The um, makeshift patriot. The stupid fresh. Yeah, the makeshift pa- patriot. That was by Sean Lewis and Benjamin Mackey. Yeah. That was like a stuntman type thing. That evil Knievel. Bragging, <laughs> bragging like hell to everybody, like stuntman Mike at the bar. Which had a really weird ending. Yeah, because first it, it talks about the stuntman guy. And then, oh, he gets cursed, right? Yeah, he gets cursed by the redneck. Where if if America gets damaged, then he gets damaged. And he, so he starts, self-implodes. <laughs> yeah, he starts getting damaged. Run. Then there's a scientist who, it seemed like he was injecting himself with superhuman blood. And he ended up turning into a... Lord Innard. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. I like that one. It's kind of lighthearted. Yeah, I liked it too. So overall, I thought this was an okay issue. Those other two stories, though, you you like one of them, the Adolfo. The hopeless one was good. It's hard to understand, though. It took me a while to figure out. I'm still lost. You you try to explain it to me, and I'm still forget what you explained <laughs> to me. So I'm just like, I'm kind of done with with that. I think this is the last installment. I think, maybe not. I but, think this. Yeah. One, I think I would be able to digest these as a series easier than these little eight page. Yeah, this one would have been better things. to read all at once for sure. This is one about a serial killer who goes into VR to satisfy her killing cravings. But then in this last installment, you find out that the guy who created the VR had a hidden agenda. Because he was actually trying to cure her. No, he was trying to get rid of her personality and let the NPC personalities take over her body. So I liked it, but it was it was it took a little bit of work to figure out what was going on. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've gotten issue five yet. Um, uh, the new I don't one. Think I, yeah, I don't think. No, I don't think it's has it come out yet. I don't know if it's come out yet. I don't think so. I just got my shipment yesterday, and 
I went through the books and I don't think it was there. Yeah. So uh, then we just got spawn books. This was a good batch. I think a lot of them, there was a lot of new characters. There was a, a lot of progression in the story, I thought. At least between the portals that Spawn can make up and like what's going on. And then we had one issue that I thought was awesome because it told the history of Cog. Yeah. Like the whole issue was just his, like explaining his story. Was that Spawn? That was Spawn, yeah. So what do you want to start with? We'll start with Spawn, since you mentioned it. Spawn 332. I think 331 was the COG issue. I thought we read that last time. We did not. Did you even read it? Did I skip it? <laughs> did you skip an issue? Uh, Let me check. Usually I have them in the same pile. I don't know why I would have missed it. Did you even read 332? I did. Okay. I read 331. I just read whatever I had. Because I wasn't sure. So I just got caught up. Yeah, I don't... I might have skipped it. I don't know. Oh, man, it's a great issue. Either that or I read it before. Well, do you remember Spawn. reading the, the history of Cog? C Coglistrano or whatever his name is? Cogliostro. How he was Cain. Uh, yeah, I, I missed an issue. <clears throat> Damn it. So this go is a ahead, good go one because go ahead and like, summarize it. And, uh, I was gonna say this is a good one if you're looking for a jumping on point. This is a good jumping on point because it kind of explains the history of this character, but it also explains kind of what's going on in the Spawn universe right now and why. Because it talks about um, so when so he started out as Cain of Cain and Abel, and he went to hell. And while in hell, he wanted to he wanted to take the crown from uh, how do you, how do you say that name Malbolgia? Malabolgia, that's how I say it. That works, Malabolgia. And let me, what was it like? I think Malabolgia hooked him up with Violator, and Violator because Violator was trying to create the Hellspawn. So he, but he had Kane working on it, and it explains like how Violator created the plague spawn. Like that was like a first attempt, a failed mm -hmm. attempt, and then how Cog figured out how to create the hell spawn. So it kind of like covers like the whole history of kind of where how we got to where we are in the story now. And how Cog became Sin. So it's a good issue. 
Yeah, I'm going to have to read that as soon as we're done here. I don't know where how I could have missed it because I usually put everything spawn-related in a pile. Together. Yeah. And, um, like, I, I had two Scorched issues, but I only read one because I thought one just came in, and I didn't think you would have read it. I think... Yeah, I just read eight. Yeah, so I, I, I read eight. <clears throat> but I did read Spawn 332, yeah, which is by too. Rory McConaughey and Todd McFarlane and Carlo Barberi does the art. And this one continues the Cog kind yeah, of relationship. Cog character. wants to become the leader of hell and he tells Spawn he needs to do that. And then he turns into Sin to fight Spawn. And I think he sort of defeats Spawn. But barely saved in time by Sigor because Sigor comes in and just gives him one punch so they can punches get away. <laughs> yeah, he punches them and he goes flying and they Yeah, run. it's like always have a backup on standby and it's like plomp <laughs> and he sends us in. Yeah, like I like Cogos like he was talking to Alan, he's like, You're not a you're not a king. He says, You're just a soldier, you're a follower. Yeah, and the other the other part of the story has to do with Alex and he's his union with Spawn, I mean with the Haunt and uh, Mark, who's the medieval Spawn, as well as uh, Overt Kill. It seems like you you got another team there that wants to defeat Spawn. Yep, different factions are forming. Yeah. I like that one. That was good. But I have to go back and read the other one. Like, I, I must have filed it in a box somewhere. The good thing, you picked a good issue to miss because it's out of continuity, kind of. Like, it didn't well, it's kind of Well, it's story. giving me, like, the history, but... Yeah, it fills I in a lot of the missing details that you yeah, need. That's why, but... that's why it felt like I, I didn't miss anything when right, I jumped into, into this one. You didn't one. miss anything in the main storyline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably why you didn't notice, because... Yeah, the story just continues. So, but so in terms of stories, it's a good one to read. Gunslinger Spawn, which is is my favorite, is uh, artistically my favorite at least. Storyline is always pretty good. God. But it's him finding fighting yeah. this uh, Wendigo looking beast, which I think they give him a name at the end of the story. Yeah, let me see if I wrote it down. I gotta start <laughs> writing their names down because some of these look like first appearances of characters. Like there's He's a Hellspawn. Uh, yeah, they did mention his name, I think. Winterstone. Is that it? Could be. Trying to... Oh, here he is. It becomes something more menacing. Do they even say? If you look at the one where he's, he's getting shot at, and uh, I think it's like three pages from the end. Yeah, okay. third page in. He says, you're a winter stone. I am. Guess we both got pulled into that time shift. So I, I think his name is going to be Winterstone because on the next page, 
Well, Gunslinger. Da, da, da. I don't know. That's the only name that I see. I don't even see it. Well, there, it's mentioned twice. It's mentioned on the second to the last page and the third page from the last page. I don't even see that character, though. Are you on number 11? No, 10. Oh. That I, explains it. I read 10 <laughs> last time. Oh, I don't have 11 yet. Oh, shit. Think. Am I... Did I like not do? Did I do this shit again? I think you jumped ahead. Oh fucking a! <laughs> I think see. I think the last one I covered was ten again, and I jumped again. Gunslinger. Yeah, you're always you're one ahead of me on. I'm always one ahead. Always one ahead. Yeah, I haven't. It's it's in Well, that's why board. you're like, what the fuck are you reading? I'm like, where does it say his name? <laughs> Luckily, he's in this issue. They introduce him in this issue. Well, this even is in this, in here. the second, this is kind of a battle between the two, the whole issue. But um, this, let's call him Winterstone just for for shits and giggles. But uh, they do bring. Remember that kid that. Uh, gunslinger met up with at the beginning that he killed his father. Yeah. Well, he's back in this issue, and that Winterstone mm-hmm. goes after after the kid. And in uh in ten, kind of one of the main storylines is guns gunslinger tricks Spawn into go, transporting them to the dead zone where they don't have any powers, so they just have a a mano mano f- fight where they're not using any powers, just a a punching, <laughs> yeah, one on one fight, and they end up ni- neither wins, so they're evenly matched. So they agree to be fr- They agree to get along, even though they're not friends. Issue. This issue has a hell of an ending, so I don't even want to say it because you haven't read it yet. Yeah, don't say it. Yeah. Although. So I will say one thing. This is confusing. So the very end of Gunslinger's Spawn, uh, kind of Al, Redeemer, and Gunslinger kind of team up. And then it says, read Scorched number one to begin following the adventures of this newly formed team. So it's like... Well, I I got that because I knew Gunslinger was taking place just because of his um, discussions with Jessica. Like, do you remember they were in the bar and all that stuff with the last few issues? Yeah. It it, it made it sound like it was before Scorch, before they were united. Right, so like, I remember we talked about that. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I knew in the timetable, like, where it so was it's taking kind of place. Pla- yeah, places it. It's weird that they mention that now, though, and I don't know why they didn't bring it out later, but... But then when you read 11, you're you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, so yeah, yeah, so they, they mess with it more. Come. Either that, or I ju- we jumped in time. I don't know. I, I I don't know. I can't explain where it is after I, after reading eleven. So you think in ten, they, it brings you to the formation of Scorched, and then the eleven kind of jumps to the current yeah timeline. And, and and I think in the future, what I'm going to do is. 
instead of saying spawn titles, I think I'm going to write exact number, numbers. <laughs> so I know where. Yeah, because, then I can because say, I don't have that one yet. I get spawn at the shop. So, like, I get it the fucking week that oh, it's out. It. Like, exactly. it's there. I don't wait yeah. at all. Like, it's I'm there. I'm going to wait a month. Yeah. Yeah. But I did this, read uh, Scorched 8. This Winter Soldier is cool-looking character. My number 10 has him on the cover. Brett Booth cover. I gotta go... See, I, I think what happened is these are coming out so fast that I think I've been pulling all my spawn books and putting on on top of a box. But I think... When my parents got here, I think I started to clean up a little bit, and I filed some books away oh, that's the in the worst. box, like the to read, like the to read. Yeah. And like I still think they're in the house. I don't think I took them to the storage unit, but I just, I just I, forgot. They got put out of sight. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, I need to read these four, and I have an extra one because I, I knew I had an extra scorched. I bet Bill doesn't have that one, so I'll read these. But I had. They're yeah, coming out. This is this is sort of like having a weekly spawn. Like every week, there's a spawn issue. Yeah. So it's almost reading like. Is that 52. how they're releasing it? That'd be smart if they were doing that. Yeah, that's every time I go to the shop, there's a spawn. Nice. Every time. Yeah. So uh, we then have Scorch number eight. This is just, this focuses on the soul crusher. And he's still trying to rescue Natasha, but he's sort of zapped in another, like, ghost realm, I guess you could say. It's like Spawn put him in one of those uh, portals that he can make. So he's like looking from the outside and he can see like the Scorch talking about him and he wants to rescue Natasha and then Spawn shows up and they have a they have a battle that he, he can't win and he sort of leaves him in the dark. And then it shows Natasha getting infested with the uh, plague spawn and sort of turning her into another right, she gets... plague creature. Well, she's had it, right? And that's what he's yeah. trying to get the cure or whatever from heaven. Yeah, so it, ta it takes over her body. And it has Haunt with Jessica. We know Haunt's on the other side of the... He's on the other team. <laughs> mm -hmm. And they throw down with the new plague spawn. And it looks like they dispatch her, at least. I don't know if she's dead. And that's when the uh, yeah, cause devourers hunt, show up. Hunt, like, morphed into her or something, right? Well, I thought Haunt turned his arms to blades and he cut her up. And that's when Gunslinger just pulled out his guns and just blasted the shit out of her. Yeah, he uses necro bullets. And then Jessica says it's not dead, it's just getting a second wind. But it's still feeding on the girl, so I've got to get the skin off of her now. 
And that's when he pulls out the blade like he's going to skin her alive. Uh, Gunslinger is. And that, that's when the Sin Devourers show up. Yeah, Sin Devourers arrive, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. And this King Spawn introduced that other kid character, which I don't think I've seen before, have we? That uh, young kid that was playing chess that controls that. Comox's body. I think that's what, no, what issue you're looking at. King Spawn 13. Did I do it again? Yeah, I'm looking at 12. God damn it. <laughs> I'm like, what kid are you talking about? <laughs> I don't. Did I not read King's? God dang. This, this one, because this is the one that opens with uh, Terry still at the. After he destroyed the throne, he's still in that building. That, that's why this to... this this one made a little. This one here, in particular, felt like I was missing something. Yeah. So I should yeah, have read is... twelve, and I read thirteen. Man, you are messed up. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to recoup my spawn and read that. I, I think there were three issues of Spawn that I need no, to read still that are an issue before. Yep. Yeah, I I fucked up. So tell Filed me what. Away. Just tell me what twelve says because I've already read Filed what happens away. in thirteen. I gotta find my notes. Where's my notes? What? Oh, here we go. Oh my gosh, there's so many notes. There's a lot to happen. Well, there's a lot that happens in the next one, too. I gave it a 5 out of 5. Oh, on King Spawn? It was really good, whatever it was. Well, it was better yeah, than King the Spawn, Spawn Cogli Ostro, or? That I, gave five, I think I gave that a 5 out of 5, too. Mm. I gave a lot of 5 out of 5s. Two that I didn't read. <laughs> Yeah, I gave King Spawn five out of five. Wait a second. Now I'm confused. What issue is this? King Spawn. Oh, is this 10? No, this is 12. 12. Where's my. I don't take any notes. Apparently, I didn't take any notes. Wait. <laughs> oh my gosh. So you gave number I 10 a five perfect. out of oh, five. Wait. Hang on. Yeah, 10 got 505. Here we go. No, that's not it either. Oh, I can't find it. My notes are not, not in order. They're 10. What am I looking for? 11. 9. You're looking for 12. Eight. 12. Because I read 13. 12. Spawn, spawn. I don't have any notes. Son of a Do bitch. Do you have the book? <laughs> yeah, I have the book. Remember what happened. <laughs> the art is fantastic. I'll say that. Javier Fernandez. Oh, it's a different oh, artist. That's right. 
Javi. I don't know if it's Javi or Javi. Javi. With art by FCO Placencia. Looks fantastic. So, okay, so it opens with uh, Terry. He's still in that building where he just destroyed the God Throne. And the God Throne starts to recreate itself. So he finds out that destroying it, it was all for naught because it has the ability to reform because it's waiting for its king. And then Spawn is fighting Azrael. And they have a big battle. And then some other angels come and join in the fight. And there's some amazing art in that fight scene. And then what happens with... uh... So he's fighting them. And then I can't remember how he did it. There's another character there called Zab. Do you remember who Zab is? No. He must have been in the previous issue. Because he has the ability to Was open... he part of the church of whatever, the court of priests? I think so. Let me see if I can find... I think he's part of the court of priests. Yeah, he might be. But he, he has some powers. But he's not quite able to use his powers. Here we go. Because he injured his hand, so he's not strong enough to send Spawn to a dead zone. The best he can do is open a portal on Earth. So he's, they're trying to send Spawn to the to the dead zone. But then Spawn adds his power to Zab's power, and they do something bad to Azrael. Well, that's cool. And then there's some characters do, do, who... Do, do you get the feeling that like we're almost to hit like some climax. Like it, it just seems like yeah, we all the shit there. is. Ki- <laughs> well, the, it seems like stuff's coming together, so uh, shit's gonna hit the fan pretty soon. And all the factions are. It seems like all of the factions want Spawn to open these portals again. To me, like Cog mm-hmm. wants him to, so he can get where he needs to go and. Haunt definitely Soul wants Crusher him to. Does. Soul Crusher does. Uh, the Court of Priests do. Mm-hmm. So this war, whatever, I don't know who's gonna, how the sides are gonna pan out because there's like so many people with their own agendas. But all shit's gonna hit the fan soon. It's gonna happen. Yeah, and the end of this issue is really cool too. Because they show uh, a vision that Al has had and kind of what's driving him. And then the final page is awesome. Basically, that Al, Al wants the crown. Well, I guess we already know about that because Al wants the crown. Al wants the crown because he wants to use it to Wanda. revive Wanda. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a vision of him and Wanda on the throne. I think he's lost his shit. I really have. Even Gunslinger wants him to open the portal so he could go back in time before his wife was killed. His wife and kid. Yeah, he wants to... 
Jessica, we, I'm not yeah. sure what her motivations is. It's Mark's allegiance is to what's his face, the previous spawn. I don't know how they got overkill. Or they think they brought him back from the dead. Yeah. The only one that's got spawns back is Sigor. <laughs> Terry kind of. Well, t yeah, Terry, Terry is... kind of, but he doesn't want the same. He knows that bringing Wanda back is a bad thing. Yeah, he's on his side, but he's... And Wanda was his wife, too, so... He wants to... Cyan's his to daughter, Terry right? Wants Terry wants to protect Spawn, or protect yeah. Al... But it doesn't have necessarily have the same doesn't have the same plan. Yeah, and I was looking at a lot of the in in these issues because Haunt appears in many of the books. I was looking at his current design versus his previous design, and his current design does match the action figure because if you look at it, a lot of the from the chest down is dark, dark. Okay. Yeah. Man, that one that one panel I can't remember which book it was in when Hunt like creates the blades and he's like sailing flying through the air. That's cool. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, there's some great art in these books, man. Oof. I guess that's not surprising because if Todd picks someone, they're gonna be a damn good artist. Yeah. You got you got have your shit together to be good enough for Todd to bring you into the spawn world. <laughs> so that's all for our comics. We just have to decide what we're going to cover next time. We have tankers one through three and kill squad one through four, yes. which is some stuff. Let me see if I read anything. That we I got a, do we have discuss. a savage dragon? We have an ant. Right? We have an ant. Yeah, we'll do ants. <clears throat> I'm going to look at my last two orders and see if there's something that jumps out at me. I really did like the Sandman. Like I want to I want to read the next few because I I enjoyed it. And maybe it'll give me motivation to go watch the TV show. Let's go. DCBS shipments. What's come in the last couple of times that's a, a new... I read Mega Centurions number one. Oh, you did? Yeah. You, you want to cover that? Did you like it? Yeah, let's cover that. I did. That's Scout, right? Yeah, I think so. I also read, do you want to do uh, Knights of the Fifth Dimension? What is that? It's the uh, it's the one about the uh, Kirby kind of guy. I don't know what 
that is, but let me look at. Is it knights with a? Is it N knights with an N or K? K. Knights of the Golden Sun. I don't have any fifth dimension one. Oh, you didn't get it? I'm surprised. Is it fifth dimension? I don't know. Let me look up a knights. 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 It is spelled out fifth. I have nothing in my order history with fifth. All right. Well, I guess we don't have to cover it then. Well, you can cover it. <laughs> well, what is this Knights of the Fifth? It's a Kirby thing and I didn't buy it? Yeah, it's like a Kirby. Let me kind of find the book itself. Here it is. So this is from, yeah, I'll just cover it now. Yeah, how did you not get this? Like, even the cover has basically Kirby. And it's art by Walt Walt Flanagan. What is this? Blue Juice? That's probably why. Yeah, from Blue Juice. That's, I, I don't <laughs> necessarily go down that, that route at all. That path? Yeah. Oh, shit. Why didn't I order this? Yeah, look at the cover. It's I know. Kirby. <laughs> God damn it. A love letter to the Bronze Age. And yeah, so it's basically Kirby. about this um, now older creator who started creating comics because Mer Merlin came to him when he was younger and told him he needed to write these Vanta Black comics and continue publishing them to keep this alien race from invading Earth. Like that... Merlin, in the past, Merlin stopped them from coming to Earth using magic, and the the way to keep them from Earth is to continue these stories about them to people keep people informed about the about these aliens. And then, so this guy's old, and he gets a a protege, like a younger guy, to start making the comics, and he's doing them like in the new style. So there's kind of like a two different styles, which kind of shows on the cover. There's the Kirby style, and then the more modern style. So he's he's the new guy's drawing in the more modern style, but he he kind of turns to 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 drugs and his his marriage kind of fails, and I think I'm trying to remember at the end I think that he gets teamed up again with the old guy and the old guy is trying to convince him that they need to to create these comics again. To keep the aliens away, but it's really it's a really good combination of kind of Kirby esque art and modern art. It was really good. I liked it. Yeah, it looks like this is a series, so I'll I'll jump on the trade with you then, because they have a issue two and a three. So yeah, I think it's a four issue. I'll definitely uh, pick up the trade if you remember to tell me, because you'll have to pick up the trade too, right? I think I'm getting the single issue. Oh, like, really? <laughs> Maybe. No, I don't see it in my order. So yeah, I, I guess I'm getting the trade. Well, I really fucked up this uh, reading experience. I'm like, <laughs> I fucked up ordering. I fucked up the spawns that I was supposed to cover, and read the wrong books. I read the wrong books. Man. 
off your game. I guess the the other ones I'll just uh, uh, if there if I run across oh I know I know there's a couple here that I want to cover if you have them that I pulled out of the storage unit. Um, what you got? Did you get a uh, space lady? I did. Yeah, I want to read that. <laughs> uh, did you good get? Choice. Nine circles. I don't know. Let me look it up. It's a blood moon. Is it nine, like the letter nine? Uh, yeah, the number nine. <laughs> okay. Not the letter. The letter, not the letter nine. <laughs> oh, it's not I V. It's not I X. <laughs> I don't think I got it. Circle. Yeah. No, I didn't get nine circles. How about not of this world? That sounds familiar. Well, apparently I didn't know. <laughs> Man. So we'll add space lady. Wait, not of this. Space lady. Yeah, just space lady. Man. Why am I sleeping on the ball? What the hell? Should we retire? What the hell's going on? We don't... <laughs> Our chemistry is blown to shit. Did you get Survival Street? Uh, No, because that was the Sesame Street <laughs> the one. Sesame Street one? Damn it, Daryl. We're off our game. Son of a bitch. Off our game. What else but is I guess there? all we have to, to talk about going outward is... uh. Anything we watched, and I already talked about a ton of Naked and Afraid, so I'm not going to go there. Uh, but I did, uh, I did hey, get a chance. Hey, do you want to read Closet number two and three, since we already covered number one? Oh, we can do that. Let's do that. I want to finish that one. I didn't know one. you got the singles on that. Yeah, because they fucked me with three issues. <laughs> yeah, I have to go to the storage unit for Closet, but not three, because three I have here. Two I have yeah. at the unit. Yeah, I want to, since I, I remember, what, I still vividly remember the first issue, so I'd like to read Yeah, the that was the fucking uh, unicorn piss. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I, I can't forget. Like, there's certain stories that really stick with me. Yeah, it's weird how that works. Spawn, spawns stick with me, but, like, I, in, in spawns, I don't like necessarily remember all the details, but I remember there's so enough, much going. Yeah, there's so much I, going I remember on. all the parts that matter to the overall story. Like yeah. I, I think I, I read these issues and I didn't feel lost at all. But uh, the king spawn I might have missed because I, I missed the part with Terry and and how spawn like destroying the. I think at the end of the issue that he destroyed the. The that throne. Throne. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't know, like, well, how how did that happen? Like, how did how did I jump ahead? And that's why, because I gotta go, I gotta go dig out three spawns from a box just so I can catch up to you. <laughs> I'm ahead of you, but I but need then to you'll catch be, up. Then to you'll you. be ahead. Yeah. For net, you're ahead for next. So show. so so far we have, I, I guess, quite. Plus we would probably do previews because we have. Yeah, I'll have it. We have now. Tankers 1 through 3, Monster Kill Squad 1 through 4, Ant 
Mega Centurions 1, Space Lady, Closet 2 and 3, and you already covered Knights of the Fifth Dimension. Yeah. And we have a couple spawns. I should have them. But yeah. you already read those. I already read those. But I had to take notes. I got to remember to take notes so I can file these away. But um, I haven't taken notes on anything this week. But I just, got, I just got back into town last That's night. True. So Whew. I did a lot I'm of reading. Yeah, road. I did a lot of reading. Um, for people that don't know, DC versus Vampires, that's really good, and so is Flashpoint Beyond. Like is Flashpoint Beyond DC is really versus good. Vampires Tom Taylor or not? No, that's uh, Tynan IV. Oh, it is IV. And uh, Rosenberg. Okay. And uh, Flashpoint Beyond is Jeff Johns. Okay. But it's really good because it ties into his Watchmen stuff and Flashpoint, and I, I love it. Like I think it's so good. It's it's great for con- like you're not gonna get out as much out of it as me because it's like a continuity. Yeah, it seems like it's written. It's a for con. It's a continuity people. wet dream, man. So yeah. it's like if you like continuity, you're gonna like like love it. And if you don't, you'll still like it because if you're fault if you like Thomas Wayne. In his badassery, you'll dig it too. But as far as what I watched, I didn't. I watched Naked and Afraid, and I, wa- I started watching the Doom Patrol. That's been my new exercise. But on this trip, I vectored away from Doom Patrol, and I I watched the League of Her Own, and I kind of focusing on that just so I can finish it, because I I'm like on episode seven now. Maybe and, I'll uh, make that my next exercise show. A League of Our Own. Yeah. I, I will say it's very different. Um, and and it, I'm very confused. Um, there was a lot of complaints about this. Like, How online. can I be confused? It's a show about a baseball team. Because they're, the characters in the original mapped to... Like, at the end of the movie, they showed you, okay, this character is really this character, and the the old woman would show up that was that yeah. character. Oh, yeah, they were... The well, this person. one has the similar characters, but the sister, the whole sister chemistry, which is part of the major theme of the yeah, movie, main... it, it doesn't exist. So I don't know. Right. And the coach, the Line. coach is played, played by... Um, God, it's it's the guy from uh, almost every show. He's almost in every show. Uh, not Community, <laughs> but the other one. I'm so old, but he uh, he plays a, such a different character than the Tom Hanks character, like totally different. Mm. And this one fo- focuses, interesting enough, it focuses a lot on lesbianism, like hardcore, and. The other thing they do is they in- introduce uh, an African American girl that wants to play baseball, but she doesn't want to play the she doesn't want to play in the female league. She wants to play in the men league because that was still going on. Um, but half of the story is her story, and 
That's like I that other TV show. I don't think she existed like in in the movie at all. So like I can't map the characters to the movie except for like three and like the Madonna character. She does she like is there, but she's not there in the story at all. Yeah. Like she's there in the background. But yeah, it's so different, but it's very so entertaining. It's too, too, yeah. It's a big departure from Well, uh, it, it's Luke, a departure, uh, but I want to know what the truth is now. Like I Yeah, you wonder cuz I know the movie mapped it to like characters yeah, and This could be more reality based than the movie was. It could be, but I want to know that. Yeah. Like just as a general that kind of Ex- makes sense. Like as a general as a, experience, as a though. To do the show. As a general experience, though, I like the movie more because I thought right. the drama and stuff between the sisters and the right. Tom Hanks character was. But yeah, it's also slightly more Hollywoodized. Yeah. Yeah. So, fe- but, feasible that that was all that stuff was just made up for the story because it's more interesting and dramatic. It, that that's true, but, but the part that bugs me is in the end credits of A League of Their Own. They map. Yeah, they tell oh, you. Here's Gina, so and so. Here's this character, and it maps to an actual person. And right. that's what that's what's fucking with my head right now. Like to know what's real and what's not. Right, because you assume the one the characters in the movie were the actual characters right because the characters stories especially in terms of the picture because the the picture was gina what's her name's sister right and in the the the, this movie she's an hispanic lady um that can talk english but there is one hispanic lady that doesn't talk english too so like there's a lot of different characters and i I don't know. And, and and like the Tom Hanks character, like he's not even coached for, but like five of the games. And then he just leaves, like he's gone. And one of the girls has to take leadership of the team. So there, there there's things like that, that are just like, yeah, so you're, you I almost want to watch which, a doc. The there, there is like a documentary on Amazon. And I, I think I'm just going to watch the documentary and then see what's real and what's not. You know? Yeah, just so you can understand what you're watching. Yeah, because I want to, even though context. I, I want to see why why things were changed and what. Um, yeah, it would be interesting to see how it can, how each of the stories compares to the real story. Yeah, but the catcher, you know, who what was played, that? I can't even think of the actress. Gina, it's not Gina Gershon. It's Gina Thelma and Louise. Yeah. Oh, uh, Gina Davis. Yeah. She's she's the catcher. Her character and just seems so different. This was Lori Petty the sister? Yeah, Lori Petty was her sister. She doesn't exist. Uh, the only thing she yeah. exists at is there's a phone call in like the second episode, and she calls okay. her sister about her husband, and that's it. Like that that was it. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm well, what the hell's the, going on? I'm guessing that the show is probably closer to the reality. Probably. But whatever it, it they make, did, it doesn't make sense that you would. If the movie was the reality, it doesn't make sense that they would make a TV show and change everything. Because why would you change what people love about the original? Right. I guess you're right. 
unless you want to unless you want to tell the true story. Unless you wanted to flesh out what was real, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's 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 definitely different. It's not like rated R, but it gets close to it. Like there, like you're if you're watching it on the plane and there's a lot of a lesbian <laughs> scenes, you get like, oh, it's is this gonna push? Like, is it? But it never does. Like it never. It gets like to the point where it's almost gonna turn like rated R, but it doesn't. Yeah. Like, Change of scenes. It hit, hits the cusp and then it 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 navigates to another scene. But yeah, I it's definitely worth watching, I think. And it's it's gonna be even more fun to compare, in contrast, like what what. Yeah, to the reality. Yeah. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, I didn't know there was a documentary on. Amazon. Well, I I started to look at all the the pieces while I was on this trip because I was I got engrossed in the show, but I was like telling Barb, I'm really disturbed because I don't know what the truth is anymore. Right. <laughs> and it I think that in the back of my mind it really bugs me. Like it it yeah, really. Yeah, I, I think it, it would bug me too. It, it's really annoying because I got to know all these characters from the movie, and if they didn't exist, if, if like five of the major characters didn't exist, then why were you doing it to haul it, you know, to change it? You well, could have st- yeah. still kept some of the core there, though. Do you know what I mean? It's it's surprising that they would make that many changes to it. Because usually, I mean, I've seen cases where they introduce, sometimes they'll, like, introduce a character that's, like, a combination of the real-life characters. Like, they merge them into one because they... Well, have, I, I've seen I've seen that before, right? Either that, so, or they uh, want to make that one character more interesting to people, right? Right, because so that yeah, they say, oh, we can combine these two do. characters instead of make it complex and yeah. But to change that much, yeah, I don't know. Either, but I understand from your perspective, like. It, it's hard to watch it because you always have that in the back of your mind. Like, is this real? Is this what happened? Or did the, is what happened in the movie real? Yeah, so and because I'm really not enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, but I want to. I want to flesh that out at the end. And if it, if I can't find it in the documentary, I'll find it online. Do you know what I mean? But I I, sure. I, I really want to understand the Rockford Peaches and who the players really were because why is it so different? Mm-hmm. Like I can, I I totally get if there's strong lesbian content, why Hollywood would want to maybe take that out to holler, holler you know, make it a movie, especially at for the general, time. for the general, well, for the general population. Do you know what I yeah. mean? And I think at that time versus now, where now it's more acceptable and integrated into, you know, the the. Whatever zeitgeist, however you say that word. Zeitgeist. <laughs> zeitgeist. Whereas back then, it was still working on acceptance. Yeah. So yeah, to be determined whether what. Uh, I I will say though, like from my perspective, just the drama between the movie was a little bit better. Like it's whoever wrote the movie plotted it out a little bit better for. Yeah. 
Oh, it's a great movie. But I don't know who wrote at that. the same time, the the part that has me more interested in the League of Their Own is the African American character and her relationship with her mom and aunt, because at this time of the war, uh, a lot of the factories were allowing blacks to work because they had no white workforce. And they were still discriminated for, but they knew they needed to build Plain X. Do you know what I mean? They they needed to to do all this stuff without the men that they had because they're all off fighting. Yeah. So the they they were the allowing blacks, and in some line. cases allowing uh, black women, even though it, it seemed like harder for them to get these jobs. They eventually got them because people were getting more people were getting shipped off to the war. Right, there's a a hole in the workforce. Yeah, but it's it, it's really it's a really good show. Like I, I I'd recommend it. And then the other thing I watched was Black Phone, which was highly hyped. I watched that a, too. Oh, cause, so we can talk about it. Um, and I, I got excited because when I first started playing it, it said based on a story by Joe Hill. And Joe like, Hill, jump yeah. for joy. <laughs> well, I knew it was Joe Hill going in because Joe Hill was tweeting a lot about it, and I follow him. Okay. Yeah. So um. I should follow him. I don't follow. And him. I knew it was uh, I knew it was like a a cult horror movie. Like it was doing fairly good at the box office. As a matter of fact, I think it's still playing. In some of our oh, theaters. It's got some legs on you. Yeah. So it had some legs. I know it had, I, I've heard good things and I was excited to see it. And uh, it, it did pay off. Like, And it had, for me personally, it it, it had some scary-ass aspects. Because I, I told you when I was a kid, when that van, that truck was following me around. And it scared the living shit out of me. I don't remember that uh, story. <laughs> yeah well i i think i've told you but you probably yeah, forgot sure. but when i was <laughs> i was about a quarter of a mile away from elementary school and i used to always walk with my uh, friend yeah i do, I do remember you telling I, me I, he was four houses down i'd walk to his house and then we'd walk off he was a grade higher than me but we'd walk off to school what grade, together how old were you at the time what grade was it i was probably like third or fourth yeah third grade probably he was That's fourth funny. and i was third back in the day when we used to walk to school yeah alone <laughs> but i didn't walk alone i would always walk with him but for some yeah, reason yeah. he was he was sick and yeah. this is why it's weird so I, I i walked by myself and it's not that far like i knew where i had to go blah 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 mm-hmm. and i i went to his door and they said oh he's out sick today you're gonna have to go by yourself so i went and then a truck, it was a pickup truck, like an old Ford, and it it stopped right next to me, and he opened the door, and he said, get in, and I remembered his face. Like, I looked up, and he was wearing pantyhose over his face. Oh, my goodness. Like, the stocking Maybe was... He didn't tell me this story. <laughs> the, the stocking was on his, his, his yeah. head, and... You couldn't like see anything. Like you couldn't see his eyes. You couldn't see. It was it was pretty thick. But he was like, "Get in the car," and I said, and then I just started running. And and I I was running as fast as I could to the school because I knew where I was going. And so he he stepped on the gas like he was coming after me, but he kept on going like, kept on going past me. So I like slowed up. 
So I was like, oh, he's yeah, going to take, like, he got scared. Like, oh, he shit. got, he's going to, yeah. he got, he got, he's going to take off. But then he came around the block for a second pass. And I'm giant. like, fuck. And I just like turn on the afterburners and man, I crossed that street. I didn't even look both ways. I fucking went through the school into the schoolyard and I never saw that fucker again. But when I, I knew I could describe that truck and I like remember going home and I told my dad like exactly what this guy, I never saw it again. Like I never saw that truck again. So, so the fact that this guy was driving this black truck and going after children, it kind of freaked my shit, you know, because he was targeting yeah, kids. For sure. yeah, he was targeting yeah. kids that were by themselves, like that were walking by themselves. Yeah. Even the guy that was on his bike by himself that time. And uh, that was pretty freaky. I don't understand like the supernatural aspect of it. That was weird. Um that part freaked me out, and I don't know if the kid was just gifted, kind of like the sister. Like, I kept on thinking, I wonder if the family was gifted because the mother had these abilities, yeah, and and the was. sister has an ability, and the 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 boy has the ability too to do stuff, and that's how he was able to communicate through that dead phone. Like, mm-hmm. that was weird, but it was. This yeah, is I'm a, guessing that was what it was yeah and ethan hawk is yeah. fucking creepy as fuck like he, oh, he, he was is he's great in it no but he's he... like, one of the scariest parts to me is so i guess yeah so it's a movie i'm trying to decide how much to give away and how much not to give away <laughs> but well don't there... give away the ending don't give no, away i'm not gonna like, give away comes... the... i'm not gonna give away that but uh i guess this doesn't really hurt the plot at all so well, actually, I guess I don't want to tell too much. Well, I won't. I won't tell which characters are involved. But Ethan Hawke, when he's like, he's—I can't remember—was he just wearing underwear, sitting in a chair, like at the top of the stairs? That was—that was very stressful. <laughs> yeah, when the doors open. Yeah, when, when he's just waiting. Uh, yeah, the kid he's, goes he's back out. Waiting. Yeah. Or just uh, that he's up there, like sitting in the chair. With the well, I thought that whole gra- that whole grabber thing was just, I like it was intense when he was trying to get out, right? Like he mm-hmm. he had opportunities to get out, and there's one scene where you think, oh, he, he's gonna do it, and it, you're just like, oh shit, like run, don't run, str-. like the yeah. part that's driving me crazy is he could have he could have went to a door and just hit the doorbell like ding, 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 you know, like, and then I'd run to the next door, ding, 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 just keep on doing it and get as many lights on as I could. But he kept, he kept, he, his, his goal was try to try to run in a straight line. Yeah. He was and, a scared kid. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I just wish just... because even when I was running, I was running straight. Like I could have, yeah. I could have done the same thing I told myself, but I was like, I'm going to go to the school. Like I'm going to go to the school and I could, if there was, if there was another guy in that vehicle, I wouldn't have stood a chance. Do you know what I mean? If there, if this guy was driving a vehicle and there's another guy that got out to get me, I would have been, I would have been done. Yeah. The only thing I had going for me was like, I could keep running and this guy had to drive. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. But, it was probably the same 
thing in his mind that was in your mind, which is, I know where safety is, and I just want to get there as quick as possible. Yeah. And there's no logic, because at that point, it's just animal instinct, right? You're just survival mode. And it's just... And at the time, I think it was survival mode, and I I was already past the houses that I knew, like, that were close to me. Like, I... Right. I didn't know any of the people. That's the un- I mean, at that point, it's kind of like those are just like a blur, right? Unknown, the yeah. unknown, <laughs> and and the golden safety is ahead of you, so you just want to get to it. Yeah, it's frightening. Yeah, it was good though. It was really well done, and I do like, like you said, how kind of the ending is rewarding because it kind of ties back a lot of the threads from the story and brings it all together at the end, which is cool. Well. I know his father does a lot with like abilities like of kids, like the shining and you know, the shining ability and stuff like that. And I I think that Joe Hill was, was tapping into that here a little bit. Yeah. Joe Hill does. I mean, that's his genre as well. Yeah. So like, I pretty much, I I think the nose for you watch the the nose for two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've watched the first season. I haven't seen the second, but um, yeah, but that's all supernatural horror. And that's all kids, too. Yeah, a lot of kids stuff. It's a kid theme. Yeah. There, there, there's one plot point with... Uh, I'm not going to get into it, but it involves somebody the cops were knocking on his door and he was sniffing mm-hmm. cocaine and he yeah. was kind of like guessing who the who the killer was you know like right. he was he was trying to figure out who it was that part was well done well done yeah, because he, you're he, like holy shit like yeah, he was very, i, I, didn't, he was I very didn't excited yeah i didn't see that coming like yeah no you, that was you, you couldn't you couldn't have seen that coming yeah and the fact that he kind of figured it out like yeah between he, his coke sessions he finally <laughs> figured when he was it sober out. enough yeah, yeah. he, he, he he, he he did figure it out. Yeah, yeah. that was good. I really, yeah. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, that was a, a good one. Yeah. I do have some uh, TV shows that I watched. Okay. <laughs> I watched a little show you might have heard of called Three's a Crowd. Oh, wow. The Three's Company. Uh... Yeah, the Three's Company spinoff. <laughs> Where did you I see that? I decided to watch it. It's on one of the, I can't remember which. A Pluto? The, yeah, something like that. Pluto or Fubo or one of the, <laughs> one of the Tubi or something. One of the free. I was amazed at the, ones. I think it's the the TVs that have the embedded fire stick. How many free oh my gosh, yeah. services there are. Like when I was at my parents, my parents wanted me to help them set up one of their TVs and it was a uh, insignia and it had all that embedded. Mm-hmm. And like, I was like, Holy shit, this, this has a horror channel. Like not, it wasn't shutter, but it was something else. And I put it on there and the hunt was on and that that's a fucking awesome movie. Like I highly recommend that movie. It's like crazy as fuck. And it had the full rated R version on there. Um, with commercials yeah. and we i watched it and my parents were like holy shit what is this thing <laughs> making me watch because the thing i love about that movie is and, and i even loved it watching it again with my parents was uh my parents were watching it 
and and I love that movie because they introduce these characters, right? And she, my mom's like, oh, I know that guy from This Is Us, and I know this actor from this and that because they watch a lot of TV. Mm-hmm. And none of those characters survive more than five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I fucking like loved it because they, you think all these actors that they hire, you know. They're gonna be like a main character, and they're fucking yeah, you, not. You assume, <laughs> you, like... you assume like, oh, there's the big name character. Must, that must be the main it's character. Like, you're fucking dead. You're fucking dead. You're fucking dead. <laughs> but yeah, I watched that again. But anyway, let's nice. get back to the Three's a Crowd. Yeah, so Three's a Crowd. Apparently, the last two or three episodes of Three's Company are a direct lead into the show i don't know if i've ever i don't know if i've ever seen the last few episodes of three's company but apparently so in this one jack has a girlfriend who he's living with and he's opened a bistro so he lives in an apartment above the bistro and the three's a crowd are his girlfriend him and his girlfriend's father so because she's in the, the apartment too he's in the apartment no, but he's over. He he co-owns the he the he, building. Uh, yeah, he owns the building. He funded the restaurant basically. He's the like money behind the restaurant. Mm-hmm. So he sticks his nose into the the business of the restaurant. And all the storylines involve those three. And then there's one other main character who's uh this surfer dude who he, he hired as a chef in the in the restaurant. And Overall, the show's good. It's it's not as good as Three's Company, but it, it was certainly entertaining. And if you're a Jack Ritter fan, it's definitely you, ha- you have to. It, if you're a completist of the Three's Company, you probably want to watch it, right? Yeah, and there is a there's a special a Larry appearance in one of the episodes. So oh really? <laughs> <laughs> he comes and yeah, he comes to visit. Isn't the uh, girlfriend or is it a girlfriend or is it the wife? Did he marry her? No, it's a girlfriend. Is she played by Mindy and Mark and Mindy? No. Okay, I thought she was Mindy. No, she's it looks similar to her, I suppose, but yeah, no, it's not her. I'm not sure who. She's a a stewardess. Okay. On the on the show, but it's good. I mean, it's only one. It's one. It only lasted one season, but I thought it was. I enjoyed it, so it's worth watching. Yeah. So I, it had uh, that and the Ropers. Yeah, I I definitely have not seen all the episodes of The Ropers. It's pretty good, and in The Ropers, there's a couple episodes where, like, Chrissy and Jack and Janet go visit The Ropers. Yeah. So, those ones are definitely worth watching, worth because watching. there's a lot yeah, of se- a there's a watch. lot of sexual innuendos, like... <laughs> oh, yeah, The Ropers, yeah, Mr. Roper was... I like, I like Mr. Roper... I like Mr. Roper how he does the nod to the TV. Like he he'll sometimes like make a little wisecrack and then he turns to the TV. Yeah, it looks like at he's, the TV. He's, it breaks look, the fourth he's wall. Look, yeah, he's <laughs> looking at you and he's like winking with a a smirk, you know. <laughs> yeah. Especially when he's talking about Jack being gay, he's like. Oh yeah, he'd always do yeah. that. <laughs> and that's where I watch most of my Three's Company. His logo shows it like a lot. Okay. That's like a uh, gay and lesbian network. It's interesting okay. on their choices they choose, but 
like they showed Mary with children a lot because the the neighbor is gay, but she's yeah, not gay in the she's, she's not gay in the, the show. show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it seems like they're picking up anything that has any kind of tangent to. <laughs> yeah, because Jack is played yeah. as gay, but he's not like at all. He's doing that so he can get right. into the he's room. Not even, yeah, gay on, he's not even gay on the show. Yeah. yeah. Which I, w- I, w- I wonder if there were apartments Question. that would say, I'm not going to allow a man to live with two women or something like that. But I'll allow a gay man to live with two women. I have no idea. That's a good question. If they just made it up for the show or if that was yeah, a real I don't thing. Know. Had to be based on a real thing, I think. Well, I, I well, would I'm think sure if that... there's if there's an owner that's like totally religious. Yeah, I'm I'm sure the first part of it, like I'm sure there were places that wouldn't rent. For 100, there was places that would not rent a, an apartment to an unmarried couple, or a man and a woman. But I don't know if the guy was gay, if they would make an exception. <laughs> yeah, I would have been screwed because me and Barb wouldn't have got here. What do you mean wouldn't have got here? We weren't married when we got into apartment. Yeah. Oh, you you wouldn't have gotten your apartment. Yeah. Well, you would have. You just had to pretend you're gay. Yeah, I could have pretend I was gay. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it in Three's Company. Will this work? <laughs> <laughs> Did I mention I'm gay? <laughs> Does that work? Now can I can I sign the agreement? We did get married pretty quick, though. I think it's you know six months from moving but it wasn't a wedding it was uh we went to court yeah you just got our you're, papers you're just legally married yeah we just did the the thing at the time we did it and we didn't know if there'd be anything after that but we decided right. we don't want to spend all that money because we knew our parents weren't going to so <laughs> we were like let's just take the money and just go on a honeymoon and screw it yeah. So that's what we did. Yep. I I we did it at the time though because I needed to get her on my insurance, my health care, as soon as possible. Cause she had none. So your marriage is purely for the insurance. Yes, and look, it's lasted forever. <laughs> So if you get if you find oh, that she, you're gonna getting married needs, for the insurance, insurance, if you get married for insurance reasons, you're probably your your marriage will last forever. Yeah, it probably will last forever. If well, you know, because love can die and disappear, but yeah, insurance can. You always need you always need insurance. <laughs> <laughs> that only gets stronger over time. It gets stronger and gets more the expensive the older, over time. Yeah, the older you get, the more you need the insurance. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> genius how to make marriage really last <laughs> so what else do you have on TV um, we watched uh, Melanie and I watched the series Humans um, it was on Amazon I think which is a, a British show three seasons three British seasons so I think they're like eight episodes each but it's about a world where we have artificial intelligent uh robots living among us and we use them for you know menial menial tasks and things 
and it opens with this family who gets a, a a new robot to help around the house and do the cooking and cleaning and stuff. And um, at some point, it kind of shifts where you find out some of these robots have uh, consciousness, and it, it, the story becomes about these ro these conscious robots and how they're. There's only I think there's five or six of them, and how they're existing in, in this world as well and surviving, and then it, as the seasons go on, the story kind of gets bigger and bigger and bigger, but it's really good. It was excellent. That was on Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Amazon has a lot of good shit. Like, um, yeah. Th there's do. a lot of stuff on there. A matter of fact, whatever. Oh God, what is it called? Uh, what took over for for IMDb was it Freevee? Freevee? Look, yeah, look something and see. like yeah, something if, like if that. If you have Freevee, uh, look up The Hunt. You can watch that movie, so we can talk about it. That oh, is that so on... good. Yeah, it's Amazon. on Free V. So I should be able to get it through Amazon then. Yeah, I think so. But I think I think you will you will love its creativity. Um, because of the basis of what the killer, why the killers are doing what they're doing, is is fascinating to me. <laughs> And I want to talk to you about it because it's very, it's very unique and unusual. I think. I will watch it. Yeah. See if you if you have access to Freebie. Yeah, I think I think it might be. Oh, I'm sure. If anything, you can cast it, but I don't. Yeah, I, I'm it. sure I can get to it. I, th I think I thought you could get to it through Amazon. I'll find out. Otherwise, I'm sure there's a way to get to it. Yeah, this is a movie that I I actually even might buy because I like want it in my library because I want to revisit it because I think yeah. it's wow, I think good, I think it's good, just huh? well for me personally it's like a movie I would make because I love movies that like put you in a situation and you think A and B and C are going to happen or possibly happen and it goes another direction yeah it goes a different direction oh, and that's what this whole movie's about like it just constantly like that Keep, keeps you guessing yeah but check it out all right so i think we can wrap this one up all right you've been listening to geek brunch with mike and bill and uh this would have been a five and a half hour episode but Bill had some technical difficulties. <laughs> I did. So uh, we'll have to cut this one short for you guys. Sorry about that. So, Sorry I was late. Yeah. But uh, next time we have a full a full list because I think we got to do previews. We got to do previews. Even if nobody cares, we got to do previews for us. <laughs> or else we're going to yes. end up in this fucking weird situation again. Yeah, we are all out of sync. Yeah. So you can reach Bill at DBM00 if he remembers his password on Twitter. I can be found <laughs> at Mike Myers Brunch. And emails are Mike and Bill at comicbooknoise.com. And all, we can be found at geekbrunchpodcast.com or on Facebook at Geek Brunch Podcast. Click the like button. 
and follow all the episode threads there and we'll be back next time leave an itunes review yes we haven't gotten one since like 1996 so uh far too long if rob liefeld could get one young boys every week i think we could get one at least once a year come on guys give us uh, some love come on what does rob have that we don't money except for lots of stories and money and artistic ability yeah he's been pissing me off a lot on the twitters though fortune when he goes on the the when he goes when he goes on on twitter when he goes on the negative stuff like he's hard to uh, to follow and i thought he was getting out of that but now he's getting back into it so i'm like uh Man, now he's now, gotta... he, now he's getting real defensive. Like, so he's got a new comic coming out. Like, he's gonna come out with this brigade, uh, remastered, and inside the brigade yeah. remastered, he's in he's creating a new hero, like a Superman, uh, analogous character, kind of like Supreme, because I think he lost the rights to Supreme. So he's like, well, I fucking lost the rights to my own character. I'll create my own. And then, uh, so he posts this, and then people are posting, oh, it's like, uh, what's his name from the boys, and all this, and then he goes off on a tirade. I was here first because I did Supreme. And then it's like, bullshit, dude, you took Supreme from Superman. I mean, it's like, god damn it, everybody takes, everybody's taking stuff from some things. Like, even if I make a movie, I'll probably you'd probably be able to say, oh, that came from this, this, and that. You right. know, like, it, it just, everything, everything's shit. based on something. So, I I get frustrated, but... Yeah, especially a... Uh, I mean, that archetype, a Superman archetype has always existed and always will, right? Because it's the, the uber-human. Well, yeah, and Hyperion uh, was a villain in the early Avengers. That was before... Rob invented anything. You know what I mean? And, and in all fairness, nobody was talking about Supreme until Alan Moore took over. I mean, that's when people started to like, oh shit, this book, we got to notice start, it. Yeah. We got to notice it. Yes, it was probably selling more than most comics, but. And I'm I'm on an episode now where he's gonna bash Wizard for about two hours, <laughs> and and I understand why he doesn't like Wizard because they were a influencer like like influencers are on YouTube today, but um, it still was a good magazine from our perspective. I mean, if you're not looking at it from terms for money, but what I know he's gonna go on a tirade is they like blacklisted him. He's going to say it influenced the prices of his books. That's what he's going to say. Oh, because they... Downgraded oh, his stuff. Yeah, they, and they were influencers. Because the focus, focus they, they could influence it. They could influence yeah. you to buy Valiant or, or something that you wouldn't normally buy because yeah. you're like, holy shit, this is going to be hot, right? The hot 10. Or whatever they yeah, used as long to as, do. Yeah, if they if they they're not ba- if they're not bad mouthing him, but if they're just like not covering his books, then they're 
there's no legal obligation for them to cover his books. Exactly. <laughs> so if they don't want to, then that's their prerogative. Yeah, I'm sure he didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because Wizard was very uh, influential at the time. For sure. Well, I love that magazine. I just wish I, so God, I, I, I wish I wouldn't have thrown them all away. Like, that's so stupid. <laughs> I threw away all my previews. I can understand. The pre- I space. can. I can understand the previews. I can understand that. Yeah. But the wizard. Are, the wizard has like timeless articles in it. Like, it has right. legitimate history in there. Whereas I think previews does have history in terms of like what was coming out that year. But I I threw away the wizards with it, which sucks. And now I'm I'm trying to rebuild my magazine. I threw away comic scenes, and I have to build that too. And I used to have I was to have like a I used to read comic scene back then, and like just be like I would go to the movie section and say, God, Swamp Thing's coming out. I know all the movies. I just like Superboy's gonna come on TV. Yeah, it's like oh, Dolph Lundgren is the Punisher. Ah, this gonna be the shit. <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> and back yeah, the then it was, was like amazing. a big deal because there wasn't that much on like now it's like that's all that's on TV. Like you could like even mm-hmm. you were saying your parent you know, you were listening to relatives and yeah, all they were all talking about everything was and... a fucking comic. So Yep, back then. Nothing not even the mainstream my mainstream comics weren't even <laughs> all right well let's wrap this one up and we'll talk to you in two weeks all right and i'll, I'll see you and this hopefully you'll figure out your myspace page yeah i'll try to figure out how to log in on my figure it out get my password all i right. gotta figure out how to delete this other bomber from my <laughs> <laughs> from your your contacts i don't accidentally get a call the wrong guy yeah Welcome to Geek Brunch. I'm here with Bill. Be like, who is this? (laughs) Well, the capital thing threw me me? off on your message because you said, "Oh, I capitalized." I just saw the capitalized in the B and the Bomer. Like you went from all lowercase to capital Bs. That's all I saw. Yeah. And I said, "Okay, I'll type that in and then add." You friend of the capital. And then I'm sending all kinds of messages like. Are you there? You asshole. Are you, there? Pick up asshole. you fucking asshole, pick up. <laughs> if you don't pick up right now, I'll never talk to you again. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll talk to you later. Bye. All right. Bye.